0: Bill, if you'll come with me, you'll float too. You'll float too, you'll float too. too. Uh, For your information, England is a fag country. (laughs) You'll be coming out of your coma. And guess what? I'll split your fucking head open again. Because I'm fucking stupid. I don't give a fuck about jail. That's my business. That's what I do. And we know what you do, don't we, Charlie? You fuck people out of money and get away with it. Now it's time to play.
1: Welcome to Last man on Earth. My name is Lex Burger, as always, is played by Matt Ralston. Matt just returned from the summer holiday, working his way up and down the Iberian Peninsula. I thought he meant Spain, but it turns out Iberia is the name of Matt's new male houseboy, and man is his peninsula sore. <laughs> I ran out of gay jokes, by the way. Iberia, I
2: couldn't. You know how to say that that Brazilian town, Ipanema?
1: Ipanema? Ip- Ipanema. I still can't say it because I
2: used to go look at. Um, I had a fake ID when I was in high school. So you remember the old video stores? They had, like, five legit movies? Yes. Just all the lethal weapons and then a fucking warehouse of porn. <laughs> yes.
1: And there's this one porn With the red, With re- the little red curtain they had to go through? The curtain,
2: yeah. the walk of shame you yes. had to do. to. You're coming out out of there and just five-year-olds are staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this great porn called The Girl from... Ipanema. Ipan- it's a song. It's a famous Ipanema. song. Ipanema. Yeah. But I thought it was Ipanema. Anyway.
1: I don't know how they pronounce it in Brazil. Uh, they, my uh, a buddy of mine in high school who wanted to get fired from uh, the, one of those crappy video stores he worked at i don 't know how he was like sixteen working at those stores doing it with the porn and they had the legitimate stuff. I think it was a record store slash video store slash the porn behind the red curtain, but the porn is probably where they made their all oh the yeah, porn. but it was like but you had to go to, the, it wasn 't like a peep show thing you had to go to the counter where like you 're in a record store and so to to make it say, sane for the customers they had the little booklet like where you put to the point to the number. Mm. And the guy would point to the number, and then my friend, who was just wanted to get fired because he hated the job, would just yell out the name of the title. <laughs> 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 and the guy would, like, you know, fucking, all the kids around and stuff would, like, run out. That's hilarious. That lasted, like, about five hours before they fired, before they fired. We them. used
2: to trick my friend's mom. We'd, we'd, it was like a, a porn sandwich. <laughs> we'd get one, you know, Back to the Future, stick a porn cassette. You know, there was a the big cassette box. But was it
1: real porn or, like, softcore? It was softcore. No, it was
2: aggressively hardcore. Oh really? They had hardcore. This was just like
1: <laughs> yeah. fucking Cinemax style like we didn't I don't think we had we had the the fucking hardcore place but those were like the peep show, the bookstores. I think it's still like that.
2: I mean, now there's the internet, but yeah. I guess Alaska didn't have a lot of laws about pornography.
1: You had to go into like the place where the guys with the overcoats on. It was called the. Bo- I always amused me. It was called the bookstore, the adult bookstore. Yeah, and nobody ever came out with a book. <laughs> it was just sex toys. They and, had up until. Sh- I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I mean, I guess dudes just fucking yanking each other inside.
2: Yeah, in- until recently in downtown Seattle, like. Prime real estate, right by the famous Pike's Market. Yeah. They finally got rid of it, which I think is the death of Seattle. But they had a thing called uh, the, uh, was it Lusty Lady? It was a peep show. <laughs> yes. It was naked chicks yeah. and guys coming behind glass yeah. that, that came up. And you put, you put like 50 cents in it. <laughs> And I actually went out of curiosity. Then uh, I became sort of addicted to it. Actually, it was really, that's awesome. so disgusting. It, yeah, I know. Not
1: the fucking, uh, you know, the object of why you're there, but just knowing that like there were 15 other dudes. Like it literally splashed, smel- It smelled which- like. Yes. Like,
2: come. Yeah. Like, I still, it's it was gross. They but... still have those
1: places. Like, uh, there's on Kawanga, there's like the, the chicken wing place I, I used to go to, like the Hot Wing place. Yeah. I right next door to it's just, it must have been like, they have some long term lease they can't get rid of them. I've seen that place. It's a bookstore place. I'm like, I'm thinking, like, I see a guy like walking to the door next door. I'm going in for like chicken. Hey, what are you going in there for next buddy? Like I'm going in for some hot wings. That place <laughs> like, I, I walked by
2: it yes. and I, I just saw inside, like as I was walking by, and that place looks fucking frightening. Oh. I, I mean, don't I don't even want to know what goes on in there.
1: I just assume like in the old days, they would always cat one in fact they did. One of our high school teachers got arrested there <laughs> at one of those places. Uh, it was like, you know, it was adult theater like the fucking Pee Wee Herman thing. And yeah. I, I never knew if they were straight or gay. I couldn't figure that it's out. It's got
2: to be 90% gay stuff. I
1: would think so. I would think so. But I, I guess, just like Pee Wee Herman, I guess, are just fucking going to masturbate in the movie theater and some thrill about that. I don't know. You're right. Uh, this week's show is sponsored by the re- reflexively inane feminist entertainment writers who had to pick, up, pick on Quentin Tarantino's new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, for exploiting women as dumpy props yet again. I was so prepared to publicly trash this film until you made sure every guy with a brain had to choose sides. Now I can't. Screw you, non-profound simpleton feminist entertainment writers. You cock-blocked my Tarantino hate. (laughs) I was like, I I saw the movie I told you, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I didn't like it very much. I I, I understand why Tarantino fans will love it, and fucking old Hollywood people will love it, and everyone who feels like, every critic who feels like they have to say they love a Tarantino film will say they loved it. But I thought it was slow again, and... It had some great scenes in it for sure. There were great like five minute, se- like four or five great five minute scenes in there that are really worthy of watching. But then there's a lot of fucking when. Lena- Let's just say when Lena Dunham shows up, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm- <laughs> fucking like. She's in the movie. She has a pretty small role, but then I'm thinking like, uh, like he had to cast like. A named actor, like in every single small role. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's like a, the whole thing is like trying to figure who's behind the wig, who's under the wig. Yeah. And it was like, you know, he had like huge acts. That's
2: pretty nauseating, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. He had like, do you want to play, like, you know, Manson only appears in the film for like eight seconds. The guy who plays Manson, they made a big deal about who's playing Manson in the movie. He's in the film for like literally eight seconds. Yeah. And then they never show him again. And I was like, well, that was lame because, like, Manson is kind of the draw of the movie. Yeah, right? like
2: that's what I would be excited about. Yeah. Because I th- thought it was a Manson movie. Everyone started talking about this a long time ago for some reason. I yes. can't explain. I guess he has good PR. Well, B- Sharon
1: Tate. T- it was a Sharon Tate movie for sure. I mean, right. it was because he got the hot blonde to play Sharon Tate. So she's in it a ton, like, you know, showing off her but body. But that's
2: kind of, I mean, I haven't seen it and I don't want to be criti- too critical. But nah, go if, ahead. if it's a Manson centered movie, yeah. you got to have a couple scenes with Manson.
1: There are no, but the Manson girls are pretty good, I have to say. The, the Mark, uh, I think it's Margaret Qualley. She's Annie McDowell's daughter. She plays like an underage Manson girl. Mm-hmm. She's pretty good. I mean, it's so creepy how like she wants to fuck everybody.
2: Speaking of creepy, you sound creepy right now. I do.
1: Well, she is actually like 22 or 23, <laughs> but she's like, you know, the whole idea is she's trying to have sex with Brad Pitt, but he like is aware that she's like probably 15 or 16, even though she's like living on a commune and stuff like that. But she like plays, like, she, I think she gives life to like, like, you were always wondering who would be a Manton girl. Like, how how did these girls come... Like, he had, like, 30, 40 girls on this fucking ranch and a couple dudes. But, like, 30, 40 girls who were all, like, 19, 18, 19, like, wayfishly thin but semi-attractive women. You always wonder how did, like... You know, you and I talk about cults a lot. Like, how did he get these women? Just to show them, like, as not completely fucked up, but just, like, scary chicks that you have, you and I have met in our life. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, girls from high school that you probably knew... Like he would become I mean, a Manson girl, I I read
2: Helter Skelter. I I think he provided them drugs. Oh, uh, no, for sure, there was is, a lot of drugs. You know, part, but then you think about it, they're living at at that ranch, which the word ranch sounds. <laughs> yes, no. they were like homeless. It was a trailer park. They were just living in, in like.
1: Imagine I the hot, how hot it it would get oh, out there in Chatsworth. And no, and no park? air conditioning, and oh, it was a horse. It was a horse ranch. Um, and I didn't realize they were actually doing. I think this was accurate. They were doing like horseback riding uh, trails for like tourists.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like they, a couple of them were like horseback riders, so they, they would make some money by like giving horseback tours to like out of town tourists. Because they used to shoot like Western movies at that ranch. But they were also had the guy. It was played really well by James in the movie. Um, uh, he was like the eighty year old guy on the ranch who was blind, and they had all the girls basically sucking him off. Like having sex with him so that he would let them live there. <laughs> like he was just like an all feeble bl- blind guy, and like uh, Squeaky. I'd, I'd take that deal. And Squeaky Fromm was basically like you know, having sex with him just to, so he would allow them to all to live there without making a fuss. I so, lived with this. Sorry, no. Go ahead. I, you have a story just like this, I'm sure. <laughs> I do. I lived with this. Uh, how, you,
2: how you paid your rent? This harem of girls when I was in college, and uh, I don't. I'm not in contact with all of them. One of them, I'm almost certain, is a lesbian, but she fucks a lot of guys. And the other one became a lesbian. The worst kind. They had this deal worked out where if I provided oral sex to them, I wouldn't have to do any of the house chores. Mm, I would have done it for free anyway. I think really, but
1: uh, it was kind of cool. It feels like that. I feel like that is uh, something that is really cool in a uh, like a movie, in a porn movie. But in real life, it seems like it would be something that would become kind of a chore. Well, see, I don't know how. tell many... you don't really have control over. <laughs> it
2: does sound like something out of a movie, but how often is this a real thing? Of a guy that's, you know, men- mentally, you know, not retarded. It's not like I was being abused or something.
1: No, you were, you were like a sex toy for the ladies. Although I would say this, you're like the opposite of a black dude who won't go down on a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Just like. <laughs> I don't know. That seems kind of scary. I feel like there's going to be some bad da- bad days involved in that job. I liked it. Uh. uh well, yeah, free rent, dude. I can see you. You're like fucking a Bruce Dern in the movie. J- not James Dern. Bruce Dern. Uh, Bruce but Dern. the point is, the women all... Um, no, I was thinking James Dean. Uh, the, uh, he was the only one not in the movie because he was dead. They showed every other Hollywood star in the fucking movie. Mm. I get it. Like actually, the, the, the scene with uh, uh, Steve McQueen. He's in it for about thirty seconds. The guy who plays Steve McQueen, and uh, it's great. It's like the best scene in the whole movie. And I'm thinking like just think the movie about him. Yeah. Like there could have been so many interesting people from like late '60s in Hollywood that would have been great. Like Steve McQueen was just a weird Phil Spector, yeah, just like one of those guys would have been so much better than a story we knew.
2: It doesn't sound like I, I'm going to like this movie. You gotta, I think you have to watch it on the, tape at some the, point. The, the the winking at the camera thing just bothers me. It was
1: one of the weird things was like they go to like the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, of course, they have to go to the Playboy Mansion. There's like seven or eight huge stars there. And he like does a lower third like names of who they are so you know who they are because otherwise you'd have no idea who like Steve McQueen was because just a blonde dude
2: there. Starting to hate it even more. But then he
1: didn't do that throughout the film. He just did that like in a few like in one scene and then like okay so they're gonna name all these act. I'm like but they didn't do it again and they brought more big actors in. Like it's that Tarantino
2: thing that he has to. He you have to know that he's behind it right. Yes. Even in pulp fiction, heavy, very heavy handed, which is uh, which is an awesome movie. There's that scene when they're in the parking lot of the Jackrabbit Slim, and uh, what's her name? Uma Thurman. She says, "Don't be a square," and yes. then she draws yes. a square with yes. her. And it's like that doesn't belong in this movie. You're no. just kind of like uh, doing it for the fuck of it.
1: That was my my feeling about Pablo Picasso. Was he painted one of those like shitty Cubist paintings? <laughs> And, like, it was so successful then he had to keep doing that. Like, he didn't really want to do it, but, like, he just kept doing it. Like, oh, it's Picasso. Like, yeah, it's, you know, I make that's how I make money. Right. So he became, like, a sketch artist at the Promenade, but just doing Cubist paintings. <laughs> that's like Tarantino. He has to do those little things to let you know, like, to wink at the camera, like you said, to let you know it's a Tarantino movie. Yeah. And he did a bunch of, he just did a bunch of those. Picasso
2: I'm like, must have been phoning it in so hard. Oh my God. I don't know a lot about Picasso, but I've seen people that are like, I own this Picasso and it's worth, like, $8,000, and it's. It's like a stick figure. Yeah. Like it's
1: not even it's literally something I could do. You mean he was like the uh, who's that guy who does the uh, oh, I can't remember, the American artist who's like made more money than anybody else in like the 70s and 80s? Warhol? No, it a guy, I forget his name, he's got like an all American name, but he has like Oh yeah, he's yeah, made like $250 dollars selling his paintings at like fifty thousand each. Right. He's done like eight thousand paintings <laughs> and people like will buy them at you know, whatever for twenty five, fifty grand. He's just like the the middle market. He's like a middle market artist. It's kind
2: of like Bob Dylan. Like that <laughs> guy does not discriminate six thousand about what he releases. Now I, I listen to the some uh, of it's good and some of it's very bad. Yeah, he
1: just writes a poem, puts to the music, and like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. He doesn't care. It goes on a fucking LP somewhere <laughs> right. or in storage. Anyhow, the point about the Tarantino feminist writers is they feel obliged now. I don't know why after twenty five years to point out that he does objectify women in his movies. They're always hot blondes. Obviously, they're always rail thin. They're always like, I mean, the movie, the funny thing is, Sharon Tate, who I assume was just a bubble headed blonde, Mm. uh, is portrayed as a bubble headed, like, fucking sex toy, basically. I assume that's kind of what she was. And then I I saw the quote from her sister, Deborah Tate, who's now in their 70s, I think, saying how, like, it was exactly like her sister brought her back to life. I was like, oh God. (laughs) Your sister was like, I guess if you're a sister, you're always a sister, but, like, she is really portrayed as a ditz, like, a total, like, fucking 25 year old Hollywood blonde ditz.
2: I mean, it's interesting because Tarantino, like, there are certainly roles where the woman is just an archetypal, uh, just a dumb, just a dumb, you know, chick.
1: Yes. But so are all of the other
2: characters, including the male ones. Of course.
1: They're all, they're all, they all harken back to some 50s or 60s vintage movies he likes or some Hong Kong martial arts. I mean. And he's got on top
2: of everything. I don't think he needs to explain himself, but he also has the. I'm super ironic card. Yes. So really, in, in all you know, good faith, he could just be like, well, you don't get it, and he'd be right.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think people, I mean, he, he's clearly got, like, he puts together some amazing scenes. There's no doubt in his, every movie he makes, there's some, like, great scenes. And in this movie, too, with Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio, there's just some scenes that are just fucking, just hilarious. I mean, they're just very well done, but mm-hmm. there's not enough of them. Right. So it's like Paul Fiction, I think, had enough of them. Yeah. This you know, Paul Figures was like eighty percent of the scenes were really good. Yeah. This one like forty <laughs> percent. The other ones, but the other ones are still in there. So you're sitting there for like ten minutes going like, why was that in the movie? Like why was that in the movie? Because Tarantino thought it was amusing, mm-hmm. and he got a list actors to to be fun to portray these like quirky characters and and just I think just having like thirty a list actors in your movie is like off putting because you're like you know it's like oh no oh, there's Kurt Russell again like in another role like in another whatever he's doing and there's Fucking like another huge actor, like in a wig for a five second role or something. Yeah, I, I, it kind of takes me out of it.
2: Me too. Like you go see, it, I'd, I'd watch a movie like that with my mom or essentially any woman I've ever known, and you know she'd be like, "Oh, that's there's John Travolta." I'm <laughs> yeah. like, "Yeah, but he's he's supposed to be like Somebody a else. fucking 12th century. I don't know, like whatever."
1: And Brad Pitt was just Brad, I mean, there's a scene where Brad Pitt just takes his shirt off and it's just like he's ripped and stuff. I think mean, he's like 55 years old. But he's playing like a 35-year-old guy, 40-year-old guy. And he's just ripped. And he's just like tan. It's just like a Brad Pitt porn scene. <laughs> and I'm just like, why? I mean, I don't even understand. I mean, why are you doing this? It's just Tarantino. Like, ah, oh, I'm going to have a Brad Pitt scene where he's just fucking like topless and yoked for like five minutes, like wiping his brow with sweat and stuff. I didn't even get it's
2: it. too Yeah, It's not it's not cinematic. I mean, my mom, for example was a huge Tom Cruise fan, which sounds very kind of cliche. Yes. She appeared to be in love with Tom Cruise. There are
1: no huge Tom Cruise fans.
2: (laughs) She stopped liking him after he played the misogynist character in a magnolia oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. Not, not she stopped liking him as an actor which she did as but a she, person she stopped liking him as a person at the same time
1: that's before she saw him in the nazi-esque rallies at the yeah. uh, <laughs> fucking at the center yeah. uh do not forget to become a patron of the show on patreon.com forward slash last earth thanks to all our new patrons get on the shit now before it disappears if you wish to contact the show just up on twitter at last Men podcast or on facebook also last Men podcast all right on to the show <laughs> Uh, Matt, I'm going to surprise you uh, by something we learned this week in the news that uh, guys who photograph uh, 20 young, 19, 20, 21 year old amateur models in LA might be sleazy guys. <laughs> this is, mm-hmm. came as a shock somehow to. The headline of multiple media outlets was that a, a former Kardashian photographer, whatever that means, uh, like like that that holds some esteem like that's like a title like oh, I like, thought that was like a negative I think like, that's like Oxford professor <laughs> <laughs> or, or like State Department head or something like that but he was no, this guy Marcus Hyde was known he, there's, there's, there's probably like fifty of these guys Is this in the Hollywood black guy? yeah blackish okay. there's like uh, fifty of these guys in Hollywood who are like shoot basically nude semi nude lingerie shots of hot models generally and they do it for a bunch of cheesecake magazines, digital online stuff. Occasionally for Playboy, uh, somebody else. And then once in a while they step up to like a Kim Kardashian who basically does nude shots, but they're like from behind or some shit. He actually shot I think Kim and Kanye in a photo fo- in photos. I don't know if Kanye Well, they're not knew
2: kind of nude. I mean, she's she's done Well,
1: these were like he didn't shoot like full frontals. These are her like in a fucking thong and like oh, okay. covering her breasts or shit like that. So they can publish yeah. it on Twitter um and that's where he made like that's where he got his fame cuz you know she has 100 120 million followers so when she says Marcus Hyde shot these great photos of me then all of a sudden you become like a a known name
2: i'm i'm just picturing the uh the ones they didn't use that he has to go through, oh, God. and just her, just her disgusting like <laughs> vagina, just
1: like <laughs> protruding and hanging down. Dude, you'd be you'd be licking that for free rent. Just just, <laughs> just just saying. Uh, but these guys, so they, they he sort of hit. I guess you'd say he hit it right because he became a known quantity, such that he goes on. He's able to go on Instagram and say like, "I'm Marcus Hyde, the guy who shot." Kim Kardashian in this photo set. Like, you know, hit me up if you want to if you want to be a model.
2: I'm sure he's a pretty um, motivated, enterprising guy because, as I'm sure you would agree, doing that is a takes no talent. Either of us could do that right now, of course. So to carve out a niche for for not having any skills is oh yeah.
1: No, you got you have to know how to use a camera, and that's about it. And you got, I mean, the whole key is connections. You have to get into Kanye, who then gets you into Kim for the photo shoot. Right. So he did that. I guess that's something. Uh, But then he puts this thing on Instagram, which is like basically a picture, a faded picture of a naked woman in a shower with uh, letters over it saying, call me for photo, you know, call me for high end photo shoots. It looks like a Back Pages ad, basically, Mm -hmm. for prostitution, I would guess. Mm -hmm. And this model, her name is Sunaya. She goes by one name, Sunaya. She's 20. She is really good looking. She's Indian, uh, Indian American, skinny. Sounds hot. Uh, fake brass like like, you know yeah Sunaya S-U-N-N-A-Y-A and he like he he tells her basically she responds like within a minute saying like I'd love to get photos by you I love your Kim Kardashian photos will you do mine she's by the way a model slash interior decorator student so I just want to say like she got a backup plan, Matt. She has a backup plan. She's, yeah, it
2: sounds like she, uh, her backup plan is fucking a guy who's in the <laughs> interior design business.
1: Yes, exactly. But she's 20, she's good looking, she's done a play she did a Playboy shoot, she's done a couple of these like fucking like, like women's fashion you know magazines, Etsy or things where she models some clothing and stuff like that. Probably, you know, made a few thousand bucks, not much. She's looking to take the next step up, but she still responding to gross looking Instagram ads from photographers. Anyhow, the guy starts telling her on, in, through DMs on Instagram, like, you know, I'm a really famous photographer. I charge 2000 for my shoot. And she's kind of like, I don't have $2,000. You know, there's you know. this weird, people may not know, but like the photographers work off cash, obviously. They need to get paid but they will do a famous person for free or well-known person for free to build their own portfolio. Yeah. Like if I can, you know, some, uh, Kendall Jenner says, I'll oh, shoot you. know, You can shoot me, but I'm not paying you. You'd be like, yeah, hell yeah. Like you've got 80 million followers. I'm gonna become famous.
2: I mean, even myself, for example, I've, never had to pay for a headshot. I've probably had five or six of them because there's usually someone looking to build a portfolio. Yeah.
1: I mean, if if they have, if they're not desperate for rent, they're going to be doing that. Yeah. Um, So the guy makes enough money. I guess it doesn't need rent money. So he's now trading his $2,000 photo shoot says, if you start sending me nude, if you send me some nude photos so I can see your body naked, I'll do the photo shoot for free, which is a weird offer because it makes no sense. <laughs> because yeah, and then she starts saying how like I'll do lingerie shoots, but I won't do nudes. And he's like, well, kind of fuck this. Like I need to see your nudes. Like I'm giving you two thousand dollars photo. And by the way, two thousand dollars is not absurd for a photo shoot.
2: But why does he need to see nudes so bad? If he sees, he must see nude people all the time. He just he this just a weird. Fetish she sent
1: him a DM. He looked her up. She's hot. He's like, I want to see your tits, basically. And and like for that, I'll waive the two thousand dollar fee. You okay. uh, know, yeah. It's just I mean, he likes attractive women I, mean, I can't blame her for that young women she's of age <laughs> she's of age so there's nothing illegal going on here right. so she starts of course naturally recording the conversation right. she, now she realizes this guy suddenly realizes that this guy who works in photographing young girl young women uh is a sleaze bag of all things <laughs> of all things yeah it's like, a sleazy dude who just wants to get over on women i don't know the last time like maybe you had a dispute
2: with a Contractor doing some minor repairs to your house, and you you guys start arguing. (laughs) I don't remember ever starting to record surreptitiously record our phone conversations without any legal. uh, That's not even a good example because there could even be a legal This is just like okay. Well, these are weird. These
1: these are DMs, and so now she starts thinking like this dude's a this dude's a creep. But I don't understand. Like she shot with Playboy, she shot with other places. People don't realize what this is just a fucking business full of scumbags. As you would expect. It's like stripping or it's not like being a model is a very indes- indescriptive term. <laughs> it's an indescriptive term. Yeah. It's like you're a, you're a, a sex you're selling sex. I mean, you're selling sex of some kind or another.
2: It's like Bill Hicks had this bit where he said uh they call the girls in the porno magazines models. Yes. And he goes, well, tell me something, Miss Model. How is semen being worn this
1: year?
2: <laughs> yeah, being right. worn over the ear, on the chin? I mean, it's, it's funny.
1: We learned from what Harvey Weinstein, that just the movie side, the pretend movie side of this is disgusting. How yeah. you got role, how a 20-year-old woman gets a role in a movie is she has sex with some fucking sleeves bag producer. And even the casting couch. And so it's not surprising that a guy who takes thong photos of girls holding their breasts might be... Not you know, not a Cubs well, I wouldn't say Cub Scout leader because those guys are fucking weird, but like may not be yeah, the he's most, straight at least. Might be the most chivalrous, fucking upstanding like business person ever. As your example of a contract, I guess if my contractor said I'll do your kitchen for free if you suck my dick. I might fucking write. Might have it. to think about my, that. My, my, well yeah, full kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the, with a with a fucking redesign. Hell yeah. Uh, we know your standards, um, but it, like you know, so she records this and she then publish publishes it, their conversation online, and it becomes a huge thing about like like a big expose about how suddenly we all this guy is like, she the whole the whole story was, and I think her publicist put it out there was like, he bribed me for my nude photos, like they well, didn't bribe you, it's. You don't no. like you don't like bribe. I want just want the Whole Foods. You don't bribe the Whole Foods with a dollar to get an apple. That's called a purchase. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> he's clearly
2: a creep, and I'm sure he's a total weirdo douchebag. But you got to respect that he's being upfront. He's not trying to trick the person into doing anything. No,
1: it's a barter It's a barter system. He's like, you give, show me your nudes, and I guess at some point, like, like in maybe some sexual acts.
2: I always thought, I,
1: and I'll give you two thousand dollars worth of photo shoot. That's I wanted to have a TV
2: show. That will never be able to get made because of various reasons. But basically, you find some guy who's down on his luck, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, hypothetically, you're just shooting the shit with him, the host, or maybe it's his buddy, and they're like, well, you know, would you uh, would you blow a guy for, you know, $100,000? Mm-hmm the guys like i don't know and then just like to catch a predator like donald trump or jerry jones or some fucking rich guy comes in and goes i actually have the money right now <laughs> and then you know you see if he'll do it or not
1: yeah i don't know why that show can't get made that's <laughs> weird that's weird that's just you see suck jerry jones because it sounds
2: like the ramblings of a lunatic suck donald guess. trump's dick for a 100,000
1: she's like i know people would watch that show i would uh yeah i don't know but uh, uh yes yeah, like to see but they have basically that's basically what you're doing which is like selling your dignity for a certain price that's every Every show, basic reality show, yeah, is how much money will take for you to sell your dignity. So he's offering her like two thousand dollars to sell her dignity. Which, by the way, she's already a a semi-nude model. So being a nude model doesn't seem like it's. A monster. It's not a it's like yeah,
2: she's not in the most dignified of businesses. No, It's she's not like he's said that to a, a nice mother of three. No, her Playboy shoot is
1: Playboy shoot. She's on all fours with her ass in the air and she's like covering her breasts, like laying across the floor. Yeah. So it's not like yes, exactly. So it's it, to me, it's a it's sleazy, but it's it's like you're in Barter Town, like in fucking Mad Max. It's it's a sleazy deal in a sleazy town in a sleazy place in a sleazy business, and that's sort of what happens. But no, now like. Ariana Grande and other female celebrities have come out like warning people about this horrible thing that like photographers are predatory and they don't give them your nude photos and everything else. Like, you're all in the business of, you're in the sex yeah. business.
2: For the masses, you know your average teenage girl in Ohio who's doing <laughs> nude photo shoots. Like, yes. no, this is like a very insulated population of yeah. people that are borderline, be it on the behind or in front of the camera.
1: Yeah, like, if, yeah, if you were in a, se- if you were doing this web sex cam, whatever, and then you found out like the pimp was like stealing your money, would that be outrage? Like unfair business practices in the sex cam, the sex cam <laughs> business. Like, Fuck. it's a dirty you can pretend you're an interior decorator all you want and that you're not in the sex trade, but you're in the sex trade, essentially. Yeah. And for a prostitute to complain about her pimp or these photographers who go up to young women... Did you, by the way, did you see the, the Jeffrey Epstein? The Jeffrey Epstein thing was very disappointing to me because it turned out the way he was getting teenage girls, or at least before he had like jets and stuff like that, was he was going up and pretending to be a Victoria's Secret scout. And uh, not all underage girls; some were of age. But like telling teen girls that they should model for Victoria's Secret and who's a Victoria's Secret scout, mm-hmm. I thought like I was kind of disappointed by that. I thought he was like a mastermind of like fucking luring, like stalking young women. But it turned out he's just using what every dude and like every dude in the country uses to try to hook up with girls. Yeah. which is, I'm a model scout. Every... You should come back to my place for photo shoots. Yeah,
2: every single guy. Has done something along those lines, (laughs) and if they say otherwise, they're lying.
1: And he was, of course, wildly successful in what he did. (laughs) But I was just kind of disappointed. I thought he would have like some we would learn from him. Like he had like this playbook that's never been used before to lure women. No. Hey, I'm. A, I work with Victoria's Secret. You should definitely be a lingerie model. Why don't you come back to my I'm place? For, sure. <laughs> for, for, for Did he see.
2: even need that though? Couldn't he just say I? I am a billionaire. Well, this is before he was a billionaire. You can order whatever you want at the cheesecake. This Company. is before
1: he was a billionaire. And by the way, he did have that weird sort of friendship with the guy who owned Victoria's Secret. So I'm sure he had some sort of business. Card. Did he get
2: murdered or he tried to get?
1: Uh, he was uh, beaten in prison. Although I think that no, may be a suicide attempt. They're not quite sure.
2: Yeah, I think. Um... You know, I'm not really into big conspiracies, but I think maybe someone tried to uh, have him taken out before he rats on a. Couple yeah,
1: there's all those Clinton or Trumps like trying to take him out, but I don't know. He's now he's like he's at the end of the arc here of his story. They, it's been going on for 15 years. I think they would have done it before. Probably. Uh, also, I like the fact that people who are like really hardcore, like liberal, progressive, like human rights people, are like applauding him getting his ass like beaten in prison. <laughs> well, he's not been convicted. It was, well, before he's convicted of anything. Yeah. Like you know you know yes. It's kind of cool that it happened, but just realize it mostly happens to poor black guys in prison. (laughs) Yeah. Understand that most people beaten in prison are not rich uh, pedophiles. I'll never figure
2: out the elitism of convicted murderers like who, who are you to fucking pass judgment on someone you you killed a oh, you yes. killed five men oh yeah you mean, how they killed pedophiles he molested kids and that's yeah. not cool at all but yeah also it's not cool to shoot someone in the face so yeah. maybe you should just
1: kind of humble yourself at this point yeah the guy who beat up the jared from subway guy who like was proud about it <laughs> used to used to uh, assault women like punch them in the face like well, yeah, you know, I and over eighteen though. I only beat up over, over eighteen, over <laughs> yeah, 18 like, women. Like, where are you on a high horse here? You're fucking high and mighty. Uh, uh, so, I I think we can agree that this is a fucking uh, like. Kim, Kim Kardashian had to disavow him. All these celebrities, Taylor Swift, now like, don't beware of these photographers who will steal your soul. To like, like yeah, of course, that, of course, that
2: chick will say any. Uh, she is really a disgusting person. But, uh, the, the
1: point is like, if you're in the if you're twenty and you're doing like. Cheesecake modeling—I don't care if you can claim it semi-nude. You're already lost your soul. Your soul's gone. There's no soul left. Yeah, you've chosen. You've chosen. Maybe someday you'll get it back. you're you're in a fucking dirty business. Just shut up. Well, the you, guy didn't do. it. He didn't commit a crime.
2: You hear progressive people like the annoying type, not yeah. like myself, but um, be like, you know, we need rights for sex workers, and it's, I'm like, I agree with. Okay, yes. sure. No one thinks that hookers should be getting murdered, but. But that's already on the books. It's like, uh, well, they should unionize. I mean, they're they're just workers. It's like, no, they're not. No, no one decides. No. Oh, I took this aptitude test, and uh, you know, it said my language <laughs> skills are pretty good. So I figured I'd start fucking uh, insane people for money. And I'm totally sober, by the way. I don't do crack at all. No. That's not a thing. Like, if you're getting into that business, if you had a child and they said, uh, I'm thinking about getting into nude modeling or prostitution, I would have to say, okay, no. But here's what you should expect. Uh, This. This is what you should expect on the low end of the fucked up shit that's going to happen. Yeah,
1: you're going to be... Now, if there's a crime committed, obviously, it should be investigated. But short of a crime, I mean, this guy, like Marcus Hyde, he didn't commit a crime. He said, I'll give you a $2,000 photo shoot if you send me nude photos. That's actually not bribery or a crime. It's just fucking a sleazy offer. She said no, and then he went, "Okay, next." Like, like that's not. That I was got just...
2: I got no problem with it. Wouldn't hang out with them. Nope. No,
1: Definitely would not hang out with him. Don't want him to do. Don't want him to do my my kid, fo- my kid photos. No, <laughs> no. But, like, but I
2: think in terms of danger to society, he's probably pretty low on the totem
1: pole. Yeah, he's just a fucking. He's just a loser with the <laughs> dude. By the way, if you respond to a, a post on Instagram with a shaded photo, barely shaded photo of a naked woman in the shower, saying I'll do your photos, <laughs> like that's just take what take what. You, just be glad you're not dead, right? Just be <laughs> glad you're not in a fucking swamp somewhere, <laughs> cut in pe- cut in pieces. It's just the fact that dude wants your nudes. It's kind of kind Matt, this week uh, a bunch two guys got fired from cnn i don't know why this isn't like a right-wing group that hates cnn D- dug into some cnn employees everyone's doxing everybody these days yeah um, but one thing that seems certain i think we've known this now for i don't know two three years that people will go back on your social media account and look at shit you wrote like all the way back 10, whatever Twitter started, 10, 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's not like a new thing, right? That's been around for two, three years. At least. Like, that people will find, you know, shit that you wrote a long time ago online that you really should erase it. And by the way, if you're not famous, you can erase your, your Twitter feed. It's really easy. I did it. It took, Five seconds, maybe. Yeah. There's like a little app that goes back and you say, How far do you want to race? And like everything before three months ago, just erase. Really? Yeah.
2: Should? Took, I should do that. It's
1: free, by the way. <laughs> it took, I don't know, I think it did it in 17 seconds. And then it does it continuously so that only like your last 90 days or 180 days of, twi- of tweets will show up and it erases them. All now, right. I assume Twitter itself in some fucking gigantic cave server farm has records of everything. So you're just erasing it from the front end. I assume that there's somewhere they're keeping records of all well, 85 billion tweets since they started but well, those are but those you need, you would need a court order to what get
2: this, what was he tweeting
1: so this guy at CNN the one guy I saw he was in the photo editing department 26 year old he was a, a, I believe a muslim guy he had an Arabic muslim name and um he tweeted about like anytime like and not anytime there are like two or three instances where like jews were killed in I think it was in Israel in like bomb attacks he was right like glad that di- Jew pigs are dead, like, die, Jew pigs die. <laughs> like, Pretty aggressive. At six, He was 16. And then, of course, somebody went back. I don't know how somebody even found this guy, because he wasn't famous at CNN. He was just in the, in the edi- photo editorial department. But somebody who worked with him, obviously, looked him up on Twitter and then saw this feed from 10 years ago, which, by the way, he didn't feel a need to erase. <laughs> like, I, mean, I feel like if I wrote, like, you know, all women should be raped and fucking thrown in the ocean, like at 16, at 26, I'd remember that I wrote that and like want to, er- like publicly wrote that and want to erase it. <laughs> like, but I don't think you would have wrote that either. No, I want to, but like say, like, I say I got fucking like tripped on acid when I was 16 and wrote something about like the separation of the races or something like that. I don't know. I've never <laughs> would I don't think I ever would have crossed my mind.
2: Well, I, I don't, I think you're. Well, just say
1: you wrote like fucking. Not, again, not me, but say you wrote like "death to all faggots" or something like that when you're again drinking Bud with your redneck friends in South Carolina in high school. Yeah, right. And then like you now you're 26 and you're like applying for jobs and all stuff like that. You think you might remember? But I don't, that I you just, wrote that I you just wrote don't that. No, how? Because there would have been. By the way, there would have been a lot of response to what you wrote at 16. Not like thousands of response because you were nobody, but you probably would have had like five or six people writing comments on it. Well, look, okay, so. <laughs>
2: You'll talk to some guy who like molested a bunch of fucking eighth graders, right? He's like, "Yeah, we were young." And I'm like, "What? No. Like, okay, so when I was 16, I was a huge asshole. I was a real snide yes. douchebag, exactly like I am now." What I'm saying, people don't change that much. You don't you don't turn not racist. It's like saying, uh Yeah, you know, I used to be attracted to young boys, but uh, you know, now. Well,
1: I think I think even as a Jew, and this guy wrote "fucking death to Jews." I feel there's a little bit difference between committing like pedophilic fucking crimes, yeah, and holding like racist or fucking anti-Semitic views. He was doing it
2: to show off. I don't know because I I didn't grow up in a racism didn't really exist. But I'm trying to think. If you
1: grew up in a race, if you grew up like, say, you grew up in a Muslim fucking hardcore Muslim household somewhere. You might fucking hate the Jews, and then you might write death to Jews, you know, death Jew pigs, or something like that. Maybe. Like, if you were in Germany in the 30s and they had Twitter, (laughs) I bet a lot of, like, fucking just, like, teenagers would have been like, we've got to get take care of this Jew, exterminate the Jews, right?
2: Yeah, but they also would have been the people that turned into the Nazis.
1: Some of them would have been, but some of them just would have been like, that's the dominant culture of where they lived. I'm not forgiving them, but I'm just saying, like, so this guy wrote a letter now at 26, when, he, when they found these old tweets saying, like, I was a fucking asshole, I was like, it was, shit was around me, I wrote this stuff, I've, I've, conver- I've converted my life, I realized what an idiot I was, I'm completely progressive now, I'm open-minded, I don't believe any of this shit I wrote at 16, and, and even, like, it's, it's a weird position for, like, the doxers, because they're probably right-wing people, but they're all Christians, so they all love that sort of repentance conversion thing. Because they all think that, like, you know, they were all fucking, maybe they were pedophiles, (laughs) younger, gay, or whatever, and they all were born again. So they all think that, like, there is that sort of, like, there's a huge, it's a Jesus thing, right? There's a huge thing when you, like, repent, and then, like, come clean, and then, like, Turn your life over to Jesus. Not that the guy did this, but but like they all love they have to do that forgiveness thing. Is like sort of baked into the Christian thing.
2: But it's fake. They don't actually believe in that.
1: No, but online they have to pretend that like you know you know if a guy like comes clean, confesses, and then says begs for forgiveness, you have to give him another chance. And so some very prominent people have been saying like you you can't take this guy's job away at twenty six for what he wrote when he was sixteen. And I, I can see the argument, even as a Jewish person, I can see, or if I was a black person who wrote racist, I can see the argument for that. Like, you condemn the guy for the rest of his life for something he wrote at 16. And the other thing that what really bothers me is they didn't, he didn't erase it. <laughs> like, he didn't erase it. Like, had the thought to, like, you know, God, I'm, I'm applying for jobs at CNN, of all places, a news organization. Right. Which, by the way, does tons of articles exposing people for old 12 tweets. <laughs> like, and, and
2: ironically, I'm sure it gives a ton of preference to hiring people of uh, Muslim or Middle yeah, Eastern of course. Of
1: course. descent. Diver- they're doing diversity
2: hires, so it's like, well, they did you solid, and now, now yeah. this is how you thank us. And, oh,
1: death to Jews, yeah. And by the way. Uh, we may be diversity hired, but everybody at the top is Jewish, just so you know who <laughs> <Yeah, Like, yeah. laughs> runs the place. Just so you know everyone who runs the place, the media is still run by Jews. So you may want to check those old anti-Semitic <laughs> tweets you Why know?
2: do people say the media is not run by Jews? Uh, like, what, are you fucking stupid? Well,
1: because... Uh, I'm going to check your old tweets now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because it, 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 the way it's phrased is like saying... like, uh, It's not like saying... Uh, it's like saying NBA is run by black people. Or it's not, actually. It's run by Jews. But uh, it's like saying... <laughs> It's like it's it's a, it's said in a conspiratorial tone as right. if they're like is a like it's like, you know, saying that only Jews like it's a cabal of Jews being at the fucking Trilateral Commission and stuff and run the media. Yeah. Where it's just like it's like saying Hollywood is run by gay people. There are a ton of gay people in high positions in Hollywood. It's run by Jews. It's run by gay Jews, actually. <laughs> but, like, like, but I mean, it's like they've chosen to go into, this prof- into the media and entertainment profession because that's where they were allowed to thrive. Yeah. So it wasn't like a "We'll take over the media" Not some kind of grand
2: conspiracy. No,
1: no. Like you, Zucker, take over CNN. You, so, so take over <laughs> NBC. We'll rule the world. We'll rule the world. Right. Um, you know, it's just they weren't allowed to go into certain businesses. But I don't, so, so, what is your cutoff, Matt? Like, what is your? I
2: think it might be this. Like, I'm actually very torn. I can. I think maybe, fi- I, I can see not hiring him. I think m- maybe
1: firing him is too far, but then I also kind of would want to fire him. I think I think at this point you have to fire him only because what is your justification for keeping him? Like, if it was found out that he had these old views maybe, but there's no real blatant evidence of it, it's one thing. But when people are passing the tweets around, yeah, then what do you do? Then it's like, how do you defend that guy? Then you have to do the whole conversion thing. And by the way, you didn't know about the stuff when you hired him, so this is a bogus argument, anyhow.
2: It's like, yeah, it's like Ray Rice, you know, yes. uh, maybe he punched his wife, you know, we heard. But when you see the video, it's like, okay, now we got to, we <laughs> yes. really got to do something. Yes. I mean, there's a video of him, you know, c- clocking a woman. Well,
1: there's that new law? So the new law in California says you're not allowed to explore people's criminal backgrounds when you hire them any longer. It started like a year and a half ago. Like they took that question. I don't know if you applied for job. You took that question off the criminal background question you off have of a felony? all. felony. The- yeah, you can't. That's all off the record. You can't ask that anymore in job interviews. But everyone's probably still doing that. No, they're not allowed to. It's illegal. So the the point is, okay, that sounds great because obviously ex cons were pri- people were prejudiced; they can never get work. But then I'm thinking, like, what about if you're working like in an office and you find like, hey, uh, yeah, uh, John used to be a rapist. Yeah. <laughs> like, like then what? Do you, then what do you do? Like the women, and female employers, are like. Oh, what he raped like three women, like. Well, we
2: gotta get, (laughs) like, like, we have to get rid of these drug laws. But so, yeah, it's like, do you have a felony? It's like, yeah, I moved a bunch of coke. I'd be like, okay, fine. But yeah, it's like, uh, no, I I, uh, raped and murdered a uh, grandma. Like, okay, well, fuck. A
1: capital crime. But what if you're like someone was like, you know, had like a sexually assaulted a woman at like 17, and now he's like 47. I wouldn't hire him. I wouldn't hire him either. Why would you? <laughs> Just like I would not hire a dude. There's plenty of
2: candidates that I, I would not
1: hire a dude. Like I The guy didn't commit a crime by writing "death Jew, die pig Jew, whatever." He didn't commit a crime. This although today this day and age it probably a crime.
2: It'd be a crime in like Germany. Or oh, Canada for sure or in something.
1: England in in, in, uh, in Canada. Would be a, even in Canada, that would be a crime. But I but I wouldn't hire him. No. So CNN obviously hired him not knowing that. So if CNN had said like we're gonna hire. People who have reformed their life, who had shitty backgrounds, but reformed their lives and repented, and then I'd say, okay, that's a program, right? Yeah. But if you just hired the guy without knowing it, then it's found out, then you got to fire him.
2: So you think they should have fired him?
1: I think they, I think they had to fire him, as a practical matter.
2: But do you think they should have fired
1: him? Uh, I think they should add something to your uh, uh, application list saying. Just so you're aware, if you've written racist, anti-Semitic, or fucking homophobic, nasty, violent, homophobic shit on your social media feed, and we find out, we are going to fire you. Yeah. There's that kid, and uh, the kid who got turned down from Harvard. He was like a right-wing guy, and they found now this is only like two years earlier. He had been like in a I don't know if it was on Twitter or like a blog thing where he was joking with guys about like fucking black people or something like that. And after they accepted him, somebody turned him in on sent it for the Harvard and they took they rescinded the offer to him yeah yeah and he wrote the letter saying like look, it was a fucking dumb drunk night I don't believe that stuff you know it was just fucking peer pressure whatever I wrote the shit and they 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 took his Harvard Harvard application away his his acceptance away
2: well the thing that scares me about this CNN guy <clears throat> is um so I would so if we were saying should we fire him he wrote all these really distasteful jokes about all this stuff, uh, I'd be like, I don't care about that at all. Yeah. Like they were bad and offensive. That's that yes. means nothing to me.
1: But like it was Anthony Jeselnik writing about <laughs> like doing rape jokes or George Carlin doing rape jokes. Yeah, you'd be like, I get it. It was meant to be.
2: But this seems like he actually kind of like was into it.
1: He was, <laughs> but he's six. I, I don't know. I, I think yes. I think it's a tough thing to do. What I would highly recommend you do, since if you have five minutes, is just erase your fucking Twitter feed. Uh, if you, uh, unless you're a completely innocuous fellow, it's just erase your Twitter yeah, feed. I'm actually going to. Why? why <laughs> yes. Why? Like, I don't, for you, I don't think it's a big deal, but if you are trying to get a job at, like in like a school district, let's say, <laughs> like, how do people not look at people's, I mean, again, CNN, they're in the business. They've done a thousand stories in the last two years, exposing shit people wrote on their social media feeds like five, eight years ago, Kevin Hart or whatever. James, James
2: Gunn lost uh, yeah. his director job for Guardians uh, based on
1: that was a was year... doing, like,
2: pedophile jokes. Or... He,
1: he's back, though. That was a year and a half ago. Um, and he's back, by the way, because he needed to, need to make money. But, I mean, how do you not know that, like, if you have fucking en- dropping N-bombs angrily on, on social media, that's going to come out when you get a job? <laughs> Uh, Matt, you uh, did never watch... Did you watch any Game of Thrones episodes?
2: I watched five minutes of the first episode, (laughs) and I was very confused and didn't understand what was happening, and that's my whole experience.
1: Yeah, that seems about right. Uh, I I like... I mean, Game of Thrones was addictive in the sense that it was one of the first TV shows where they put, like, cinematic theatrical movie money into a TV show. Yeah. So they actually created, like, home viewing of a fresh movie, like a a Marvel Comics-level you know, uh, uh, CGI and and fucking dragons and sword fights and battles with thousands of people on an actual weekly TV show where they're spending, I don't know, $30 million an episode or something. Um, So it was kind of cool. I thought that they had like, you know, for someone like myself who doesn't want to go out to the theater all the time to see an actual TV show that was like not hokey, like what was the old like Hercules shows or like, you know, (laughs) with Kevin Sorbo (laughs) You know, where like they were, you could see they were like behind the one one freeway. <laughs> <And> they're like, <laughs> right. you know, the guy would like hit the guy with the sword from a foot away, and he'd fall down, and then like fake blood would squirt out.
2: No, it did seem like a pretty, pretty substantial budget. Even yeah. like the CGI is like some of the best I've seen.
1: It was very cool. They went to Iceland and Ireland and fucking Yugoslavia to film like. It was like a, a Lord of the Rings level like you know production value yeah. and then they had tons of people who were unna- unknown actors which was kind of cool
2: and they're smart they put a bunch of tits in it they're very smart
1: put a ton of tits in it had great sex well, hot t- every hot girl in the show got naked the stars, of the stars of the show were naked regularly on the show. They deserve credit for that. Yes, they do. Um, and they made HBO untold fortune, untold amount of fortune. Uh, but, of course, the last season, which took a year and a half to make, and they spent like $150 million on six episodes, uh, really pissed a lot of people off. Uh, it was not done well, I will admit that, as a fan of the show. But who cares? It was fun. The CGI was amazing. The battle scenes were amazing. It was a story arc that people had problems with because characters were doing things out of character, And the chick at the end, who everyone loved and thought should all the women thought should be the head of the you know the queen, turned out to be an evil bitch, who like just fucking was a mass murderer. And you know people took real exception to the fact that this chick who seemed like she by the way she murdered people all throughout the first seven years in a brutal way, but they all wanted the women to win at the end. And so when she turned out to be like a murderous bitch, who then gets her comeuppance. (laughs) <laughs> they fucking. There was a massive, a massive resentment factor to that
2: because, uh, because of the of, of the way it was done, or the actual content.
1: Uh, I think because of she was betrayed. She was just betrayed. was. I think it was the fact that they were never going to let a woman be in charge. Like they were never going to. She was like the Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. basically. It Basically, modeled Clinton and not Trump, but just Hillary Clinton. Like there was this whole thing. Like she deserves. She was a strong woman. She was powerful. She was brutal. But she deserved to win the Game of Thrones, but she was just instead of like, you know, being the, the monarch, she decided she she was just a vengeful bitch, and she was just to take out her vengeance and then have to have to die because of it. Right, and that really turned a lot of women off because it was seemed like you know it seemed like from a guy and the men men make the show. So of course a woman wasn't capable of being like a leader. She had to be a vengeful bitch. Uh, and, and and fucking
2: is that why people are watching the show for like sociopolitical a- a- allegories? No, I think in the first six, I thought it was just a bunch of fucking weird monsters. Was,
1: well, there was, throughout the whole show, there was a lot of rape. So rape was a big part of the show. Okay, there was a lot of rape in the show because it was set, you know, whatever would have been the medieval days.
2: There was a lot of rape going on. There
1: was a shitload of rape, and you rape people. I and mean, there's a shitload of rape going on in 2019. Pretty because... sure all my
2: ancestors were raped. Yeah.
1: If you go to Sudan right now, there's like 500,000 rapes a day. They're like, the Muslims are raping the Christians, or the Christians are raping the Muslims, or the tribes are raping each other to put babies into, like, their babies into uh, the women.
2: If you go to Ireland, everyone thinks Irish people have red hair, yes. like, indigenously. Yes. No, they were just raped.
1: By the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, the Vikings can't rape the fuck out of them. Then the Moors the came and raped them. They we should were, acknowledge like, raped them again. The Black Irish. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, it was there wasn't a lot of consensual sex going on, and you know, like the, the idea that people would murder each other but then have like beautiful romantic sex, like you know, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why would stupid. they be so civil in this area? These guys one area. are these are murderous thugs, and so there were there were well, animals.
2: Rape each other. Yeah, it's all rape. Mostly.
1: I mean, it's, these are you're talking about. It wasn't
2: like I've never seen a dog light a fucking candle.
1: It wasn't like out of character. These were like murderous people who were then attacked the village, kill the men and rape the women. Yeah, which I assume was pretty accurate to what it would be is a fake thing, but medieval times. And right?
2: they portrayed the, I mean, there's a shitload of violence in the
1: show. Shitload of violence. So why wouldn't there be rape? Just vi- brutal rape, and it, that really made women that turned women off a lot. Well, the they're sh- fucking stupid. They are because it was like it was real. I don't think it was. It was done. It was exploitative in the sense that it was rape. <laughs> and they showed it.
2: Well, rape by definition is quite <laughs> yes. exploitative. I, would but, say. I mean, but they
1: also had some romantic relationships between men and you know, men and women who were like the more like chivalrous knightly guys had had, you know, consensual sex with women and courted them and stuff like that. Well, so, we weren't
2: alive back then. But I'm assuming uh, uh, apart from the rape that there was some normal sex happening as yeah, well.
1: Yeah, like the guys who were brought up well had normal sex. And the guys who were fucking pigs and lived in the you know, were murderers and, and rapists, rapes. That's just sort of what happened. But but the first six seasons I don't think people care, but it was a wind up to the show. They wait, first of all they waited a year and a half to show it. Then it was a wind up of who's gonna win, you know, who's gonna come out on top was the whole thing. And women, I think, were really into the idea that a woman would win because it's 2019 now, and and Hillary Clinton lost. But now we need the Queen, you know, to win because she was the strongest character and she came from nothing. Oh, I
2: finally understand. So the writers kind of did a setup, a little bait and switch twist twist at the end. Yes, yes. Good for them.
1: Yes, but they dotted along the way every season. They dotted that she was basically, deep down, was just a psychopath. Mm-hmm. so she held it together and she was beautiful but she was she had fucking lit people on fire alive she had done a lot of like creepy sort of violent things that everyone sort of wrote off because you know she was a strong woman but then when she just murders like a million people at the end because she's fucking is just filled with fucking chick spite <laughs> <laughs> then the women saw that it's like just like 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 Hillary Clinton like she was just so like deep down she was not right to rule because she was just Fucking a spiteful bitch, basically. Yeah. And I think that was sort of like, you know, they could have, now if they made her the queen, even though that, then the guys would have been upset. It's like, oh, of course you had to make the woman, whatever. But hey, here's the thing. So a million people, one million people, mostly Americans, have signed a fucking change.org petition. Now, I don't know what is a greater sim- symbolism of impotency, <laughs> but I think a change.org, sign your name on a change.org petition, is has to be right up there. Remember there, remember during Obama, they had the war. You're white
2: almost jinxing it. Like if I sign this, I know nothing will happen.
1: Well, you're also like sign your name to a unenforceable petition with a bunch of people you don't know because you read a sentence about something and you were irate, so you signed it.
2: And you're not even literally signing it; you're just clicking a box. Oh, and on your on your desktop. Well,
1: no, you have to submit your email, which, by the way, they then use to market you to fucking like another place. Then they they sell the marketing. But list.
2: you're not wait. Correct me if I'm wrong. You you are not. Writing your signature. No, no,
1: you're, you're, you're giving your email. Okay. And, and now, what they do with your email, of course, is sell it to a marketing agency because they say, yeah, here's a million people who got irate about the Game of Thrones. What can you sell them? Fucking tampons. And like, <laughs> I don't know, some <laughs> other fucking Hillary Clinton bumper stickers. I hate Donald Trump's, whatever you're doing. But, uh, Viagra. There used to be, remember the whole, was it, it was under Obama, right? When they had the whole thing, you can write a, a petition to Obama, to the White House. That does White House petitions, and if anything over like fifty thousand, it might have been under Bush, but I think it was Obama. Anything over fifty thousand signatures, they would respond to, like somebody officially at the White House would yeah, respond. Yeah, right, to. right, right. And it was like it was, of course, the ones that were popular, like I want this soap opera actress who was killed on the show to come back. Like it was always something idiotic. It was never about like politics or something it was always like "Some like i want this race car driver who's a pig to be have his indy 500 title taken away from him or something
2: yeah well the masses are never failed to disappoint especially <laughs> in america where was it was it in uh somewhere in europe they had this country i'm fucking this up but whatever they had this official boat that was like a uh, oh, yeah! Important historical... Yeah, in
1: England. In England. In England. <laughs> <laughs> so they wanted
2: to name it, like, you know, the King Arthur. Yes. They had a... Uh a online poll, yes. An online poll, and the, they ended up naming it "Bodie McBoatface." But which is awesome. Then I think they intervened. They and, like, did. not allow that. Yeah, which... democracy
1: is horrible, dude. Let's just face it. I mean,
2: that's who we're dealing with.
1: Now. I always think about like, Winston Churchill's uh, quote. I think I'm pretty sure it was Churchill said, "Like the biggest case against democracy is spending five minutes talking to the average voter," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is just any smart guy knows. The last thing you want to do is put fucking the, the fucking common man into position into position of control. Or
2: like George Carlin said, you know, think about how stupid the average person is and then realize that half the people are stupider than that. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> and then so that's why we have, that's why they, at least they set up a representative democracy. Not that we have great congresspeople, but at least you have one person who's supposed to be smart representing 450,000 people so that you don't get like Bodie McBoatface. Right. You get like at least somebody who is like, you know, has a college degree and is, like, it's supposed to be high-minded to think about this stuff. Well, I was talking... Doesn't, not that that happens, but that's yes, the idea.
2: Yeah, that's the idea. Like, yesterday I was talking to some friends about Pete Buttigieg, and I said, uh, he can read... Like that's the standard that I have for <laughs> like politics because I don't think Trump can really read.
1: But I was like, I don't think he does read. He probably can read. He doesn't definitely doesn't
2: read. He, he I'm sure he knows how to read. Yes. but he I, d- hasn't read a book. I'm sure he doesn't years. have good comprehension of what he's reading. But no. um, anyway, that that's just the bar that I set. It's like yeah, I'd vote for him. He can read.
1: I, I got a letter for Pete. We got a I got an email uh, from uh, somebody who's raised... some Hollywood people raising money for Buttigieg is going to be in, in, in West Hollywood at an event. Mm. But he's raising money, and they wrote—I forget who it was—some local, like a city councilman, and I think a celebrity and someone else invited you to this peach Judge party, obviously for twenty-five grand or whatever. And it's like, come see this scrappy thirty-something uh, gay man, you know, like never seen before. I'm like, what do you mean you ever seen a scrappy thirty-something gay man in West Hollywood before? That's all it is. That's all West Hollywood is. It's just like there's there's. 50,000 Pete Buttigieg's in West Hollywood right now. Yeah. Like a fucking smart ass like 35-year-old gay dude with a with a husband and no kids. I can find that in any fucking any any condo I walk into West Hollywood. Why is, why is that unusual? Yeah. If he goes to fucking like Mississippi that would be unusual. But like like they're trying to present this as like a unique offering to West Hollywood. To West Hollywood. No. Like no. I wouldn't even know at a party. I wouldn't even know which one he was. No, like. he could
2: walk down the street and no. not be noticed. Um,
1: but here's the thing. So I, I trade Everyone's like how could a million people sign their name on a change.org position demanding, by the way, HBO redo the final season of Game of Thrones.
2: Which is just a preposterous notion.
1: It's just an outrage. First of all, you know, that's never going to happen. And HBO had to, HBO had to address this, of course, because it was a million people. And saying how, like, it's, you know, some fucking pablum about how this is not for everybody. This is what we went with. You know, if you don't like it, they'll, you know, whatever. But they didn't say, like, go write your own show. This is sisters.
2: retarded. How could you redo? It's already been broadcast. Oh, yeah. Now you can't redo something that's already Done. No, so
1: it's just, just but, I mean, impotent, like fucking ir- like, irate. Outrage. Like, like uh,
2: no, we're going to go with, like the King James version. Yeah, like, we gonna... believe this one of the seasons. Like, yeah, what I'd the be like, fuck
1: are you talking about? would be like about? HBO going, we're going to redo the Sopranos ending because uh, we uh, read a lot of you guys didn't do it. First of all... It's like two schools of thought.
2: Yes. No, I'm actually an originalist uh, (laughs) when uh, Queen fucking whatever her name is.
1: It's fucking idiot. Hey, by the way, and if you ever did that, even on a smaller show with a much... Let alone fucking two years of time and $150 million, we're not going to do. But even on a smaller show, even on a fucking Will and Grace or something like that ending, if you ever did that, this shit would never stop. Like, it would never stop. There'd just be fucking a million people signing petitions to change the ending of every show ever (laughs) because these people are upset. So I I was thinking, like, this never would have happened, like, a generation ago. Forget the internet. If there was the internet even a generation ago, where people would, like, basically sign a petty petition that they were upset by the way a TV show ended, (laughs) put their name publicly out there, and feel proud like they had done something. Right. And I was thinking this has to be traced back to, like, fucking 30 years now of kids in school and little kids being told that their, like, opinions count. Like, not that your smart opinion counts or that your educated opinion counts, but just your opinion, the way you feel instinctively as a human being matters to, like, the collective.
2: It's an insane notion of entitlement to, to say, I didn't like it. You know how many people worked on that show? Yes. I don't a couple hundred, five oh thousands. Yeah, and and two hundred million dollars. Like I didn't like it. This thing that took you a year of people working full time, hundreds of people slaving over and and using, you know, computer technology that's on the cutting edge of science and spending all of this money while you're watching it on HBO Go, which you clearly (laughs) have stolen a password from someone and you're not paying for, so it's free. And for you to say I didn't like it, do it again. It's like, like you should get slapped in the face. Like if I it, was a creator of that show, I would literally want to slap every one of those people, line them up, and glove slap them.
1: Well, the good news is that the, uh, Benioff and and the other guy, I forget his name, they um, they had to, they had to like they had to, like, go silent for a while because they are getting trolled by people. Uh-huh. But now they're getting, like, a $50 million contract to do the next game of th- like, uh, th- their next series somewhere. They basically put themselves out to bid. Like, yeah, we made HBO, like, half a billion dollars. He wants to hire us, <laughs> even though there's a little controversy. Ev- everybody wants to hire them. Yeah. But, like, this whole idea, this notion that, like, instinctively, I think you get this from a lot of the women you date, is that your opinion matters... <laughs> You know, even though there's nothing to suggest that you've like put any time or effort or thought into your opinion or that you're particularly educated yourself or an expert on just like, you know, just saying like a political opinion or a social opinion or even opinion about a movie, that that is like inherently important. It deserves to be heard. Your personal feeling on something. It's like that's a new phenomenon because I don't remember that when I was a kid. I remember being told to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I don't. You're, either. you're 12. Shut the fuck up. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. And
2: I'm not like I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I, I try to be a good person. So like recently I was dating this uh, on a date with this woman who's a, a psychotherapist, and I would I'm fine talking about it, but I would say before anything I said. I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. But... Yes. And then I would say something that's probably way off base and stupid. Yes. But uh, that's fine. But that's, that's an attitude someone should have.
1: They don't... I, I just... I just think every kid, I can't remember. They're always that one. So there was always that one obnoxious kid in school who, you know, his parents just fucking loved everything about them and told them they were fucking their shits were beautiful. (laughs) Like that that kid who was like had way too much confidence and was like this. (laughs) Now every kid's like that. Now everyone's like that. Everyone's told, like, not just at home, but by their parents who are worried about their esteem, but at school, like, everything is like, oh, Johnny, that was great. It's the kids
2: of the kids that were raised that way. Yes. And they're even more intolerable than their parents
1: yeah like if you want to talk about economics and you're an economics professor i'm, I'm not gonna tell you to shut the fuck up you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> but if you're just like a fucking 17 year old giving you like it used to be like you know the joke about the freshman in college would get high and talk about philosophy and they were all super smart and arrogant that was like the joke you know the cliche joke of like the 19 year olds who thought they knew everything uh-huh. and we would everyone would laugh at them and like mock them and make fun of them and even they would look back at how fucking arrogant idiots they were back in college now that they're encouraged, now they're actually like told that like, that's an amazing thought you have, that idea that we're going to fucking convert fucking whale blubber into save the whales and also save the planet. They're doing this great thought, Grace. You know, <laughs> like, like, like it's like, like, keep up with it. And then she goes on Twitter and then all the Twitter people like it, what she says. And then she gets, becomes like a fucking junior activist without ever knowing what she's really talking about. But just being liked for her having, you know, whether in her bubble, having the right opinion so like you say, Game of Thrones let me down. It was disappointing. It was so poorly done; it needs to be redone. And then like, eight hundred people like your comment, and now you go, "I'm going to sign the Change.org petition because now I know I'm right." <laughs> <laughs> like, we're, this is a whole new like. I think for the first ten thousand years of human history, that didn't happen. Like if you if you weren't stronger or smarter than everybody else, you were just basically put in the corner.
2: Yeah. I, I think I caught the very cause I'm a millennial, I guess, yes. but the on the much older side of that. Um like barely skated in. And I remember my mom I wasn't raised spoiled by any means, but I, I remember that creeping in a little. She said like uh you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. <laughs> Which, looking back, is horrible like, advice. Like
1: what? Like
2: oh, awesome. I've sort of lived by that, but I wouldn't say it's done me a lot of favors. Yeah.
1: Like uh, like when rent. When well, rent I don't want rent, to do an intern. To, like when rent comes, due. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't. want to pay the rent. <laughs> it's like.
2: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to train for this.
1: I mean, I think that's why all these kids are living at home, right? I mean, I imagine half the people signed the petition are adults living at home, because they have just like it doesn't. I mean, there's, at some point you hit real life. I mean, I don't care. I think what's happened is like. The college experience has now continued this like coddling of the kids to like, you're special, you're important. And now they've, you know, it used to be maybe it ended at age 11 or 12, 13, the first time like a kid bullied you in school and like, and no one gave a shit back then. And like the bigger kid punched you in the nose and then you stop fucking being a loud mouth. Now you get protected and you fucking file a report and you get, become a hero. But, and you're on, you know, you're on ABC, Good Morning America for Stand for the Bully. It used to be just the bully punch you in the face. You didn't talk for two years <laughs> <'Cause> yeah <you're laughs> and that was sort of like there was a lo- there was a playground enforcement system that let you know that humbled you well the, you know
2: there's also not to make excuses for these people, but due to in my opinion some uh republican based agenda there there are a lot of disenfranchised people who like can't really get jobs and like can't you know it's like
1: but i don't i agree, I, I agree with you but I don't think I don't think it's like I always look, when I think about disenfranchised, I always think of like black ladies. Like the most disenfranchised demographic in the country, they are not the ones signing the fucking change.org petition for Game of Thrones. No. Or the ones that are becoming martyrs online or becoming like stories about, you know, this fucking pop up activism or victimization. Like literally the most victimized class in the country, they're so disenfranchised that they can't even claim, they can't even rise to victim status because they have no means to express it. Yeah and and it's almost, uh, it's almost these are let's not really, we're talking about entitled sort of
2: ironically like, enough they take themselves less seriously yes. than this fucking snot-nosed Harvard cunt.
1: These are these are almost entirely entitled white women who are who are <laughs> doing these things. Like women who should have like who have so much more opportunity than anyone else in society who are finding this out, you know, find this voice for themselves. The people who are unpleasant and yes. that's what I would call that. Yeah.
2: It, Cunt is another way to say it. Unpleasant people. Like you're saying with black ladies, I went into the post office near my house because I mailed something and I forgot the receipt and it never arrived. And like... I had a great time oh, shooting this shit with love these it. ladies. Love it. They're like, "Well, who helped you?" I was <laughs> like, "She had braids." She was like, there "Ain't no one here have no braids." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> you know who?" And we were just having fun and like, yeah, they don't want to be there, but like, fuck no, it. No, they why, la-
1: why why act like a bitch? And they laugh hard. They la- they laugh harder than anyone ever has ever laughed before. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm that. Yeah. Like if you get if you if you go to like a uh, you see especially a black comic at a black with a black audience. Oh man, they fucking like wet themselves. They laugh so fucking hard. Yeah. Like they're just just overflowing with like fucking joy that it's like amazing to me. It always They have
2: to. Me. And when's the last time you saw a you know, a wealthy white chick laugh like that? Never. <laughs> Never. Because they they take themselves so fucking seriously, man. The I thing would...
1: about am I offend, am I offended? Should I be laughing at things that offend me? Is this right for my position in society? Oh, that it's take... so uh,
2: Dude, I, I was going to go out with this chick. She's a model from South Africa who went to Harvard. Yeah. So as my friend said, what are you, fucking stupid? You didn't see a few <laughs> red flags there? I said, um, in just a normal sort of vernacular, uh, I was like, yeah, it's kind of like this chick I know. And she goes, it's woman. And I was like, oh, wait, Jesus. what? Oh, oh no, yeah. Uh, let's cancel that meeting
1: because <laughs> you seem
2: awful. Yes.
1: It's they're they're clinging. They're clinging to a. There was actually a a great article. I don't know if you read the Atlantic. There was a great article recently in the Atlantic by I assume was a gay dude, just saying like, gay rights is over. Like we won, right? And it was like an amazing article to read. The guy was like, I assume again a a gay, middle aged male, basically saying like, we won. Like it's actually like, it's like we're still got you know we're still gonna fight for whatever. But like just accept it we we won we won like right. like you don't need to be angry anymore like you should now we're taking now let's jump to some baby steps here and there but like basically what we fought for for the last 30 40 years we won so take a fucking victory lap and just fucking like ease, <laughs> ease up and just enjoy the fact that like we have made such huge fucking strides just in the last like 20 years that like we never could have imagined yeah. you know so like Ease up. Take a victory lap. Fucking suck a cock. Whatever. Just like enjoy yourself. Like fucking take a va- take a vacation from your anger. It's over. Yeah. You know. And that's one of the hardest things for people to do. I think is when the war is over, is to like just accept the vict- accept the victory. You know. Yeah. Uh, and these I a think, war
2: that you didn't fight in, by the way. The
1: war that you didn't fight in. But I, well, a lot of gay activists did go through hell to get. Uh,
2: yeah. Sorry, I meant the women mostly.
1: But they're like harkening back to like Harvey Milk, who by the way was killed. <laughs> like yes. literally murdered uh, forty years ago, and now you can fucking have a parade down uh, where you live, where dudes are fucking beating each other's cocks and fucking st- 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 le- with leather straps. I can stra- verify <laughs> leather that. Leather straps. That is and true. run and run the city. So, <laughs> if not the entire business <laughs> segment in the whole area. So yeah, I mean there's still ways to go. Probably in Wyoming, where Matthew Shepard was fucking was, was was killed. But I mean. In most places where gays live, it's just a wonderful fucking time. Yeah. Um, So I think that's... But the the white women can't seem to accept that, like, they have more college degrees, more professional degrees, more economic advancement. They're, like, I follow LinkedIn. Like I told you, like, the last 50 hires in Hollywood, 48 of them have been, like, white women. They can't accept the fact that they basically won. uh, They have more opportunity than any demographic in the entire country. Not all women, not minority women, but white women. Yeah. And they need to cling to like a victimization from the 60s, you know, from the fucking... Well, wouldn't you
2: stop getting handouts if you admitted that you had it good?
1: Yeah, but I don't think it's even that. I think it's just like the idea that like, it's hard to give up victim status. It's hard, like when you identify, and I think a lot of this goes to the colleges, you know, but you're like a white woman from the upper middle class suburbs and you're still considering yourself a victim. That's just weird. I mean, it's just like, that's indoctrinated somewhere in you as opposed to saying like, I'm a fucking twenty-four-year-old chick. I have the entire fucking world as my oyster. I'm gonna, you know, fucking nail this thing. Like to f- actually think, like I live in a misogynistic rape culture where like everyone's gonna keep me down. <laughs> like when but that's what, just not tr- when that's just not true. It's an it's a real so kind of, of sickness of
2: this population. What percentage of them are aware of what they're doing and gaming it versus being completely brainwashed?
1: I think they're mostly brainwashed. I think you're only gaming it when the, when the system's actually against you, you're gaming it. So I think there's probably some minorities who game the system. There was that guy like who was an Indian dude with really dark skin who claimed to be African-American and got a <laughs> yeah. scholarship to like, medical school and became a doctor, <laughs> like that, a fucking $400,000 in scholarships. That guy gamed the system. Yeah. But I think... They actually believe that they are, you know, you, they, you know, you, we read the thing about the soccer, the lesbian soccer article about this stuff. They actually believe they're living in the Handmaid's Tale, right? And that that men, there's a cons- cabal of men, and that, that they will be raped at any moment. The whole twenty five percent women are raped on college campuses stuff, and you know, everybody's every boss is Harvey Weinstein, and and I have to like I, I, I'm being shut out of meetings and all this stuff when it's like. Yeah, that was definitely true, sometime in the past. It's just no longer true now. Yeah, men are fucking scared of you and giving you everything you want. Like,
2: and I've noticed now a couple of these feminist type chicks when they argue, just like you said, they'll bring up shit like, "Well, it used to be." Yes, and I'm like. We're not talking about what it used to be, right? Yeah, but you're you're phrasing that as in the current time.
1: You know that a a white male it is what it is. A white male cannot get a job in Hollywood right now, at, I any, can vouch at, for at that. any any major or semi major corporate corporate entity. You just can't. I mean, you just can't. They just won't hire you to be a writer or in marketing or to be an executive or to be a fucking like intern or a clerk or anything. It's all women, mostly white women. And again, they are making up for past discrimination of way back when. But there's a now, a rever- there's clear reverse discrimination. And I don't see why, and when we'll say, okay, like you said, oh, because in the 60s and 70s that we were shut out of all these positions, this is making up for it. Okay. So even if that's true, you still have to recognize you're in a very, you have a very strong hand right now. <laughs> you're, have the, you have the strong hand right now as a, a white woman with a college degree out it's, of it's... fucking Pepperdine. You're, you're, <laughs> you're set.
2: It's so ubiquitous. I there was a some clip, some funny clip that someone sent me. It was like some crappy, you know, good morning phoenix, whatever it was. And the guy said, uh it was a news anchor. Yeah. And he said, um, Well, they're talking about putting another person on the moon. I'm gonna go out here. I wanna see a woman on the moon. <laughs> I was just like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. See the moon. Like, I don't know if a woman I'm sure I'm sure that there are that can handle all the G forces and shit. Yeah. But like how about we, first of all, I don't know why we would do that in the first place, but just get, you know, it's just gone too far. Like, just get the, a guy that can go on the fucking moon.
1: <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be, like, we don't need to lower the firefighting testing standards to let, like, a woman like who can't carry a guy out of a building... Be a firefighter. They can certainly work in the fire department, but you don't necessarily want them on the front line.
2: Do you think a woman gives a shit about walking on the moon? That's just a guy dick swinging thing. Oh yeah, that's the reason that guys went to the moon. Well, I would
1: think if a woman wanted, if a woman was a kid and like her dream was to walk on the moon, she'd probably work her ass off to make it happen, right? And maybe she could, or maybe she couldn't. And you know, there have been female astronauts before, but it's going to be less than there are men. So there's gonna be less, you know, it's yeah. a little different in fucking working for Warner Brothers promotional departments. Well, a little less that could be just, all women.
2: Let's say, like hypoth- hypothetically, to get to Mars, <sighs> it's way more grueling than the flight to the moon. Yeah. So your body's gonna be really stressed, and we gotta like have years. the yeah. ultimate. You know, we gotta have Dolph Lundgren and the Rock. It's not going to be a chick. I'm
1: sorry. No, probably not. Unless it's a trans. trans-, <laughs> trans-, other- trans- <laughs> By the way, I, I, just, I always had this idea for a script or story where, like, the p- two people that take off, it's, they're going to put two guys onto this thing. It's like a two-year, two and a half-year mission to Mars. You have to live in this capsule for like two and a half years to get there, in a small, tiny little capsule. And uh, as they're taking off, they're like two whatever dudes, whatever, bros, we're going to go to Mars and do this stuff. And as they take off and rocket into space, the one guy turns to the other guy and says, you know I'm gay, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the other guy's, like, homophobic. Yeah, he's like, like uh, what? Like what? Like what? <laughs> like it shows him before, and he's yes. like, oh, that faggot. I <laughs> guess either way, they're fucking having sex over two and a half years at some <laughs> point. But that would, that would be horrible. Yeah, I don't, this fucking, if you sign your name to a change.org petition, you're basically saying, I fucking am useless. I'm just useless, and I think I'm important, and I'm signing my name to something. I'd be, I'd be, even if I, even if it was a slightly more important issue, I would like like a bas NBA basketball trade. Like, should Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both be allowed to be on the Clippers? I'd still be embarrassed to sign it.
2: Well, I would sign if if uh, whether it was a, I forgot. I think it was Obama, maybe Bush, like you said. But if it was something important, I I might still not sign it. But at least I that seems reasonable. Like, stop executions. I don't know. Yeah. They have but those. It's, it's they get so, like 10,000.
1: This is so silly. It's just, and I, I, I would look on that list. You know how we talk about looking at a list for the guys who had like anti-Semitic or racist old tweets? I'd look on that change.org list for the Game <laughs> of Thrones petition and say, you're not working here. I'm not <laughs> fucking hiring you. I agree.
0: <laughs>
1: now I want to talk about a, a Canadian trannies. I think uh, you're big in the Canadian trannies um well i am a canadian trans you actually, are so. by birth yeah. um uh um by the way i want to give a shout out to uh, uh speaking of canadians of uh, norm mcdonald i don't know if you saw his tweet this week mm. but sometimes i think sometimes like canadians i don't know why canadian comics have like a better understanding of america than like americans do <laughs> but he basically said like someone was burning him about his cl- views on climate change he's like oh you're a climate change denier he goes no he goes I b- I'm a complete climate change believer. Basically, I believe the climate change is happening and the, and the world is dying because I know it's not going to affect me or my son, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's basically what he wrote. He's like, and, he's like, and I think he, like, he spoke for about 70% of people there, which is like, yeah, no, I believe that the world is heating up and eventually in a few hundred years we're all going to die. But I don't give it. don't like. I don't give a shit. Like, I mean, like, I'm not gonna turn my air conditioner off because, like, it's a fairly it, pragmatic. In 400 years, like, you know, my great 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 grandson is gonna fucking be living in a, a sun like environment. Right. I mean, fuck it, I'm not turning my air conditioner off and stop fucking like driving my car because of that. I mean,
2: he's become pretty good at trolling. Yes. Yeah. Like he he, it's not too heavy handed. Yeah. Like stuff like that's funny. To but me. I think
1: I think that was like the popular. That's like every. Guy's opinion, which is like, yeah, I kind of believe it. I think it's happening, but I ain't fucking like stopping drinking beer and my air conditioner driving my fucking diesel because of because (laughs) it's gonna happen. Like when I'm dead for five hundred years, it doesn't really bother me. Right. Um. But so this uh, trans transgender Jonathan slash Jessica Yaniv, um, who I will put in the camp of fat and disgusting looking uh uh, transgender. He
2: actually, oh yes, most certainly. Yes. He actually on his Twitter it said. Jessica parentheses Jonathan Yaniv, which I've never seen before.
1: Because I think that sometimes he, she, whatever, still goes as Jonathan. Mm -hmm. He's not full time. This is more like uh, uh, who was the Arquette the Arquette brother Mm, who said who insisted that one day I'll be a woman, one day I'll be a man, and you have to respect that. And I think we said fuck you, like. So (laughs) this is like you get one you get one change and that's it. (laughs) Like
2: he's a fat he's a fat. Guy, I mean, he, you know, he's born as a guy, and he. Uh, well, he's still a guy. As he far wears as I can women's tell. clothes sometimes.
1: He wears women's clothes, puts on a wig, and he's a transgender activist. Um And so his his thing this this past week was to go to. He's been doing it for a while. So Canada is like way more progressive than the United States generally in terms of their. You hear a lot of progressive shit in the U.S., but we're not actually that progressive. In Canada, they're actually like actually very progressive legally speaking. Yeah. Like they have like fucking Trudeau and all these people have passed all these fucking laws regarding its transgender rights and, and all sorts of stuff and like you actually some woman actually and there's
2: not a huge cultural divide like there is here it's actually mostly people are pretty much on board
1: well there's just a lot less people there right i mean there's well, a lot less people there's a
2: lot less hatred they don't have a history of you know no, killing no, everyone no oh, they have a, the they natives.
1: have like a sort of passive sort yeah the native they, they wiped the slaughtered yeah. um but they're generally very liberal the scene is like they're sort of like it's like Maine. It's like a country that is Maine. Yeah. Um. And they're outdoorsy and they don't give a shit and they all live miles apart from each other generally. So they don't. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Um. And they want to be seen. By the way, as kind of woke, and progressive, and that's their. Well, thing. And
2: they're French, basically.
1: Yeah, and they're a lot of them are fr- a lot of them are French. <laughs> <laughs> and also, by the way, the people who just don't give a shit, like live out in the middle of nowhere, and so they don't care anyhow. Um, they're gonna keep their guns and do all their shit anyhow. Um, but they, they have these, like, uh, so they actually, the this, this story about the transgender, about Jonathan, Jessica Yaniv, I don't know if you, like, a reporter lost her Twitter. She had her Twitter suspended for referring to Jessica Yaniv as a man. Like, literally had her Twitter in Canada, whatever the hell it is, suspended. Uh, because she said the wrong pronoun? Because she said, well, she, I mean, she's making a point to refer to him as a man and they, they shut down her twitter account. Hmm. Um, but so this guy would dress as a woman, live, identify as a woman and then his whole thing was to like go to waxing brazilian waxing places in British Columbia uh, where women go to get their fucking genital hair plucked, general and anal hair plucked so that they're they're bare or less hairy down there for for summer especially. Um, there's one right down here in Ventura by the way. It's called Pink Cheeks. Yeah, uh, this girl <laughs> I knew, <laughs> super
2: hot, she used to go um... And I don't know this world. I'm sure you don't either. I'm sure maybe your wife has told. I've seen porn. I've seen
1: porn. I've seen porn. I know that there's no hair somehow. Well, she
2: said she was getting her pussy waxed, which I could vouch. She definitely did that. Um, and she said that the woman who owned the place would sort of preside over the waxing and say, "Your vagina looks really beautiful today." Oh, how nice! And I was like, "Did she say anything about your butthole?" (laughs) And uh, she thought that was funny.
1: But uh, well, if you're in the vagina waxing business, I guess you have to appreciate the vagina. That's sort of what you're doing. I guess. It's like a haircut. Like someone says, oh, you got a great haircut. <laughs> I mean, so
2: this guy, this trans woman is going in to get a, a vagina waxing except the vagina is non-existent. No, it's
1: uh, you can say trans, trans. Trans. The word trans is very confusing because trans, to me, I always think like, okay, it's a man who became a woman. But this is a guy who identifies as a woman, dressed like a woman, but has a big fucking hairy dick and balls. Mm-hmm. Right? Which I think you and I kind of agree it makes you a man
2: well and it's not also this is the type of trans person that uh it's not like they he she goes in and and you take the towel off and oh my god there's a dick no this is like yes. obviously a guy walking in <laughs> yes. in a dress
1: yes and to make a point about the fact that they don't take men in vagina waxing in brazilian waxing shops well
2: because- that makes him her uh, sorry so he's, he's going around
1: Doing this knowing that the women inside will not fucking uh, cup his balls and fucking wax his balls.
2: That makes him a huge fucking douchebag because these are, this isn't Disney or Nike. I mean, these are small, independent, immigrant owned.
1: Immigrant, agent owned, almost entirely immigrant, agent owned. Uh, This is one step above fucking hand job shop because at least there's no, no, because the one thing you can be assured of in these places is there's no dicks. Right. No one's going to try and fucking get you to beat them off or fucking, you know, get a happy ending in this place. But
2: just, I still don't really Oh, I guess now that you said that I understand cuz I was like, well what's the problem? But yeah, like there'd probably be guys going in and getting boners and doing Yeah, weird. of
1: course. And also the women are in there. Some some said they're religious or just or just meek girls that they took this job not thinking they'd have to fucking cut balls and dick and have a guy like with a smile on his face staring at them as they're waxing his dick. Yeah. And I get that. And, and and so what this person is doing is then going and filing complaints with this Canadian Human Rights Commission, which apparently human rights are the right to have a dick and go into a Brazilian waxing place, and getting these places fined out of business, basically, uh, hit with fines or being forced to do waxes. And then the women are all – one woman had to close her shop up. Again, these are low-level businesses. These are people on subsistence – living basically making like maybe 30 40 grand a year
2: plus now that now that i think about it if you go to a car wash it costs more to wash a uh, prius <laughs> or it costs less to wash a prius than a suburban right
1: is a suburban's a dick
2: well if you're if you think about a vagina it's pretty flat relative you got balls that's like a that's a much more difficult job
1: i think you mentioned uh before we were taping about how like You know, it is gender discriminatory. They don't want men in the Brazilian waxing shop. And it's basically clear that there are no men. You can't... There are places where you live in West Hollywood there's probably a fucking dude waxing shop every corner. But these places that are meant for women, they want it female only. I don't have... Outside of, I guess, 50,000-foot principle, I don't have a problem with it. They're saying women only in this fucking vagina waxing shop.
2: Well, yeah, it it never occurred to me because I don't think guys like you and I have ever discuss getting a waxing because it's i think it's a pretty rare thing i'm sure there's a few gay porn stars that do it but it it never occurred to me but there's probably a reason for that because it's not a normal thing well
1: i think i feel the same way about this as a guy who wants to be the hooter waitress okay (laughs) suck it up dude like like like, is that a thing yeah there's always every every few years there's a guy who file tries to get a lawsuit against hooters by applying as a man to be a hooters waitress
2: oh that's something i would
1: do yeah of course but it's like I'm mean, like shut up, dude. I mean, it's okay that Hooters waitresses are all women, and it's okay that vagina waxing shops are just for women. Yeah. And if chicks want to have a female-only gym, who gives it? What kind of guy gives a shit if they want to have just like cur- if Curves doesn't want men in their gym because the fat women don't want to be fucking yeah. mocked by guys? I don't give a shit. And if
2: a guy wants to go to a strip club, yes, whatever, that's his. Yeah, plan. if guys should have
1: their fucking poker night or their whatever that's guys only, like or you know whatever, as long as it's not business discriminatory I don't give a shit there should be guy places too yeah um, the place I went when I lived in San Francisco this is probably a gay reason but the gym had alternate men and women days so it's only men only and women only every other day hmm. and they just found it was far, people like that as far more productive I didn't have a problem with that because uh, honestly as a dude let's face it if there's women in the gym it's just distracting <laughs> it's just distracting you
2: it's yeah. not a help
1: to your workout to have to have a co-ed gym uh, and the women hate it so like you know it was fine then Sunday was a co-ed day by the way. Um the only problem Sounds was it like was like a real fuck fest. The only problem was it was it was it was, was hard of San Francisco so the men's only gay, day was where I went every every other day it was just filled with gay, <laughs> gay dudes. Yeah, just, yeah. just naturally by the demographic. So it was a whole different kind of stare stare down going stare down going on.
2: Yeah, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't care if, if, yeah, if they're like, this is a girl's only thing. I mean, I was, I'm still pissed that I couldn't get into a bar wearing shorts when girls were allowed <laughs> that to. That really bothered it you. It bothered me a lot. But,
1: uh but this is, a, this is, this is you being a, as a guy, being a dick, literally and figuratively, and making a point. And, and it's not even like, it's not even like. Because
2: you're a, making them uncomfortable. You're making them uncomfortable. This is something they don't want to do. It's almost rapey in a way
1: it's really rapey if some woman said that it's sec- it, when a guy does it becomes sexual when a woman has to like wax a guy's balls it becomes sexual as opposed to a woman's vagina where it's just fucking hygiene so like you know it's just a different it's a different <laughs> you know it is it's it's, it's when, a, when a woman grabs a guy's dick in any manner it's sexual there's just no way around that um whether or not she's cleaning it or doing whatever it's a sexual it's a sex act There's no, and and this, so the question here was like, is there no end to this, like, sort of made up gender madness of this identifying as a chick? We talked about the track stars before, the guys who became the girls, and this thing where, like, where you can identify as a woman. It's always going to be a a man identifying as a woman. Let's face it, take advantage. There's never going to be a woman identifying as a man. There's no, there's nothing to be gained there. Almost never. No, to what? To get into a bowling league? I mean, so. And this
2: fucking guy, too, is like, I bet you he's tweeting or telling his friends or the
1: press, oh, yeah. like,
2: oh, I'm going to go get a waxing. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm going to get my little lady bits waxed. It's like, <laughs> shut the fuck <laughs> up, dude. Yes.
1: Again, I always go by the sort of George Clooney rule. If it was George Clooney going to do it, the women in the, in the, in the place might be into it. But when some fat fuck like, puts on a dress and a wig and wants his fucking hairy sack waxed, it's like, no. Well, there's bitch, probably stop, stop. a good reason
2: <laughs> that... That the waxing isn't a thing among guys is because I I would assume I've never done it that getting your balls waxed
1: hurts like fucking hell probably
2: is and just like a very um, inconvenient like sort of not a, a natural really thing t- no. to be doing
1: you gotta be, I think you gotta be a pretty committed uh, porn star slash twink <laughs> to want to do it I, I'm assuming we're talking about like one one tenth or one tenth or one percent of the of the male population does this. At most. Uh, whereas a lot, it seems to be very popular for women based on the porn that I that I consume. That, uh, you know, this bear look of the last 20 years has become like abso- an absolute Oh, most. I, c-
2: I can vouch for that. I would say it's a good 90%, or just bears uh, my fucking forehead. So yeah. I mean, it's I had- great, by the way. Keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> You're into that. <laughs>
1: Now we got an email from Ben. He's a, a New York uh, New York Post op ed writer, whatever the hell, whatever the hell. Not Ben, is in the email? It's about a New York Post op ed writer who wrote this week about this guy wrote in the New York Post about what losers basically. He was calling millennials who go to Disneyland or Disney World without kids. I'm sure you know people like this. I do. He called them weird. I, I agree with him. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and and. Ben wants to know. He's a, he seems like a tool. The guy who wrote the article is just clearly a tool. He's just the biggest fucking wet blanket ever. Because the way he wrote it was like as a kid person, like a kid, a guy with kids, basically calling out people without kids. And he was a sort of like very preachy, footloose town council about the whole thing. I mean, it's definitely harmless. I mean, it was, yeah, that's don't what I'm saying. Why he's pissed well, it was like, it was. Like, he wrote it as like a, you should not have fun. He wrote it as like the principal who doesn't want people to have fun kind of thing. As opposed to what like you, he
2: thinks that they're ruining the experience for him and his he just is stupid trying to, he's kids. He's pointing
1: it out as like more of like a as like a like a serious issue kind of thing, right? As opposed to you and I, would just fucking endlessly mock people who do it. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't done as a, a fucking like a, a, a you know an onion piece or something like that or National Lampoon or because that's what of, I
2: assumed because it's such a funny no, topic. He, he
1: wrote it as a serious piece, like. You need to wake up and understand, like you know, that it's not appropriate. It's things like it was just. So who's
2: more of a loser, this guy or the people he's?
1: It's really close, <laughs> but the point, and, and it's been wrote in the email. The point is, is, he's right, right? I mean, if you go to like Disneyland or Disney World, I'm not talking about like Six Flags. If you're going on the Superman fucking 80 mile an hour roller coaster thing, like we have the Six Flags up here, which is clearly, I mean, you can't even, You have to be at least 16, I think, to go on a lot of these rides. Uh, they're fucking violent roller coasters. I guess that's okay for adults. I don't like, I, I'm not into it, but that's an adult thing.
2: I've done that. I, I wouldn't want to be judged for
1: that. No, no. It's, I think mean, that's an adult amusement park. That's like, they have fucking gang fights there. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like a, I mean, it's like a danger. They do have a kid area, but they, that's like got like seven or eight. Like, it's
2: super token just thrown together. Yes.
1: It, it's clearly for teens and up. Yeah. Uh, and they, they have evenings there and everyone smokes weed and drinks and then get and there's knife fights and stuff like that. That's a Disneyland, <laughs> Disney World is clearly a family place. It's clearly designed around a kid experience. Uh, and that they did, like, California Adventure and tried to open it up it's, a little bit to teenagers. It's
2: a miserable, horrible thing. I'm sure you've been there since you have kids. I've taken my niece and nephew and a bunch of my friend's kids I've had to go, and it sucks horrendously. It's really fucking hot.
1: It's really hot. You can't get
2: on a ride. It's really expensive. It's really crowded. They decided to feature clam chowder as a dish. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. It's like 180 degrees. Cool. Yeah, There's no shade.
1: Fucking bread bowl. There is no shade there. Uh, there's no trees. There's literally no trees. There's like one tree somewhere in the in the, one of the in the park. There's no
2: beer either. You have to go to California Adventure.
1: Yeah, they, they, they tried to make that the teen or young, you know, younger place. But like, then you see these people and you know them too. That like they're millennial age, like twenty five. I've seen to them. The
2: couple. They both look. They look like brother and sister, but they're a fucking couple. <laughs> they're always wearing backpacks. A lot of Asians doing it and. Uh, like weirdly overdressed for Disneyland, yes. and it's like, why don't you guys just go sixty nine and hit a bar? Like, what the
1: fuck is your life?
2: It's a weird. I don't want to be here. I have no choice. They you that, have a
1: choice. They own that pass. The annual pass, right? Yeah. And the only people that own the annual pass, which means you can go as many times as you want, like uh, except on like whatever days, like certain holidays, are people who have no kids. Like it's like. Because people with kids would never. You, first of all, you can't afford to go there more than once or twice a year at most, because it's a it's a five hundred dollar yeah. visit. So most people can't without afford, even a hotel. Just without even hotel, just a day, hotel, is just like a day 500 trip is five hundred bucks. So you can't afford to do that more. We used to go once a year. Yeah. It's expensive, and plus it was fucking horrible. <laughs> but like, you have to like, you can't have kids and never go to Disneyland because it's just weird. So you, especially when you live an hour away from it, you have to go. I would never go to fly to Florida to go, right. but like when it's in your backyard, you kind of have to go.
2: You gotta bite the bullet. On you gotta one.
1: bite the bullet. There's a couple things you can just like. Yeah, you see fucking shitty movies when you have kids and stuff. There's a couple things you, know, you have to go to Chuck E. Cheese at some point and fucking hate it. <laughs> There's a few things you have to go through, but like the yeah yeah you know, those weird looking. They look like siblings, but they kind of kiss each other sometimes. They have backpacks over both shoulders. It like. They're prepared for the day, like a day, and they. But they, they have their favorite Weird places. water bottles. <laughs> yes. Like they're overly. Like
2: you can tell this is a big deal for them. Yeah. Which is so sad.
1: It's a. It's like a day. It's like a day for them. It's like a whole day for them.
2: Like they plan that this is like they're looking forward to. this. Yeah, and there's this there, thing that any normal adult hates.
1: And there's these group like uh, uh, boards online where this, the individual ones meet because so they, they don't want to go by themselves. That would be weird. So they meet other Disney people like themselves, like thirty year olds, and they go. <laughs> Like not it's not a date, like a romantic date. It's more of like a, a huddle. Like we'll we'll go together like as an experienced Disney together as thirty year olds. Like I mean that's I fucking weird. It's I, just I, weird. It is weird.
2: I don't wanna sound like mind hunter here, but uh <laughs> I'm assuming the girls, victim of sexual abuse, guy hmm. you know, arrested development type of thing, guy, zero testosterone in his body. And yeah. uh yeah. there it's just like two uh two broken toys, just too, <laughs> two dickless a lot of them. Ken dolls, you know. It's just.
1: expensive. It's Even with a pass, it's still like you're spending a couple thousand bucks. I mean, it's like, for the for the year, if you're going like 15, 20 times, it's like a strange place to hang out. Like, certainly if you're a single guy, you couldn't do it. You'd be arrested. <laughs> and the girls don't want to go, but never go places by themselves. So they have to couple up.
2: And it just, it's, it's so dumb. And like, I still wouldn't excuse it, but like, if you lived in Anaheim i'd be like okay maybe you just maybe it's you know i don't know but these these fuckers are driving from you know yes. the valley yes to they're wasting they're spending money i would pay money to not have to go and they go to they're like they're spending money to be there it makes no sense i, to I me. always
1: thought like what, after the 30th time it's like what are they doing like do they have their favorite ride or something i guess they don't know how to do the, the fast pass it's but they're not really there for the rides they're kind of there for like The milieu, just
2: hanging out for the hipster for the for the iconography you know they're obviously posting a lot of social media stuff I'm assuming yeah and they're it's it's like their thing like if you went to brunch with them they would pretty much only talk about Disneyland (laughs) like they're just dumb losers
1: yes I don't I don't that's it I mean that's it I don't (laughs) understand it's like it's a nostalgia I get the nostalgia so if maybe you're like fifty and you went to Disneyland once as a kid with your grandparents and you're like. You, I don't know. Maybe you to go back, it's just a weird like. There aren't many things you can do that harken back to when you're eight that are acceptable for adults to do. I was talking before about like pulling out like lunchable lunchable packs for your lunch, like as an adult, <laughs> or like you know, f- you know, wearing your little kid outfits, or like doing squeezable yogurts, or fucking like right. e- eating like baby food. Like I don't know, like what you could do that was like was fun and you remember when you're eight and you had a great time. Fine, but like when you're 32. What can you do that you did when you were eight? And and by the way, we we talk about this, like hipsters do these like finger painting classes and like, you know, these little things they did when they were like in grade school classes, and they're really popular in L.A. I assume in other coastal <laughs> Portland in New York, and other yeah. coastal cities. This is sort of infantilism of like, I'm going to act like I'm eight again, and somehow that's. Healthy or acceptable or cool—I don't understand it's, that. at it's all It's
2: presented as almost like a like a, a psych, like a psycho like a therapy, like yes. A therapeutic. Yes, thing. but it can't be that. If anything, it's—I'm sure it's bad for you. But I, I don't know. Like I used to love when I was a kid in a small town. I they had a Chuck E. Cheese, and I liked it quite a bit. Um, they
1: don't let you in anymore, by the way. I
2: wouldn't go.
1: I mean, they can't. They start, because of all the pedophile shit, they actually have like.
2: Wait, literally, I couldn't go. No, they have. A, <laughs> you have
1: to go in with a kid now.
2: All right, that's a good rule. Yeah, I'm just surprised. Like, that, why
1: would they let a 35 year old man by himself in a Chuck E. Cheese? Oh, I, I don't. That seems. You can be on a list for the party, like for a birthday party, for like your niece or something's there. Right. But if you're not, you gotta like you can't. They will stop you from going in. Well, that's
2: so, that's good, but I'm surprised it's legal. Um
1: well, it's, a, it's like a probably for toddlers and other environments. Like, they just don't let single <laughs> grown men walk into the place. I mean, I it's after so some many bad experiences. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, smart. why the fuck would a 35 year old guy go to Chuck E. Cheese to play the games? <laughs> like, he, would, he wouldn't, or eat the pizza. He would like, not. It's just disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I watch the rat dance. I don't when know. I was,
2: uh, let's see, so from the time I was born until I was seven or so. I grew up in North Pole, Alaska. It was a very small house on this dirt road. And um, then I moved to the big city, to Fairbanks, which mm-hmm. is a uh, half an hour away. And uh, anyway, so a while back, a couple of years ago, I was like, I want to go see that house that I lived in and then because uh, there was nothing else to do. And so I looked at it, and I had no reaction whatsoever, and then I left. Yeah. And that, it- I, that's kind of like what I would think Disneyland would be.
1: Yeah, when you get to be an adult, you have this chance to show your kids like where you grew up. Yeah, and then you show them, and they don't give a shit. <laughs> no. Like they're like, I didn't even give a shit. like that's where <laughs> I used to play ball in the street with the uh, you know uh, Steve <laughs> and Johnny. They're like, uh, okay, can we go get lunch? Now? <laughs> like, well, why, do, why the fuck do I care where you grew up? I mean, it's like I don't, I don't get that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's like this thing. Another thing, like all these things we're talking about. It's always fucking these white people, and they're like. You know, having, like, millennial life is so tough, we need to, like, regress back to, like, childhood to, like, get over the stress of of what? Like, stress of what? Of, like, not knowing what I'm going to do with my life or whatever, being a marketing manager at fucking Starbucks, and therefore I have to go to Disneyland to, like, center myself. You know, it's just... It's some some kind of... It is therapeutic, but it's not working.
2: No, I I can't... And, I, I like, I look at people like that, especially with the... Finger painting. It's like, do you want to wear a diaper around your apartment? But I want to look at them. Like, are you serious? Like, are you just doing this to kind
1: of irritate? Other I don't know. People? They go like twenty times a year, I think they are, and they spend their li- <laughs> they revolve their lives around it. Um, I know. I know people, by the way, who do that. Then they do the Disney cruises. Oh God! <laughs> it's like, I'm like, this is no different than watching Disney Channel at home. If you were like 30, a 30, 33 year old couple without kids, and you're watching like Zoe one hundred and one, or like. Disney Channel for like eleven, eleven for for preteens, that'd be fucking weird. Like if you're watching those Disney Channel shows with like the nine, ten, eleven, twelve year olds on those little sitcoms, that'd be kind of odd if you didn't have kids.
2: It would be, and I don't know. I mean, I'm in no way in the on the boat of the uh, New York Post guy, but like live your life. I don't give a shit what you do, but I kind of want to just grab them and be like like give them some advice on how to like spend their time better <laughs> i don't think they want
1: that. <laughs> i think they want the advice i hate it when guys who are like fucking pricks write articles but they're actually accurate and you have to fucking <laughs> agree just like i hated the feminist writers who hated on tarantino even though you know they were wrong even though i didn't like the movie because then you have to either agree or disagree based on how much you hate the art- actual writer of the article yeah yeah whole fucking horrible <laughs> All right, Matt, Our final uh, take today is actually from a female email about uh, men having periods. I don't know how many memes you follow online of, of progressive woke memes, uh, but a, a new one that's it comes up, this has come up over and over again in the last few years. But it's this whole thing about women, how wi- having your period is uh, your menstrual cycle is such a horrible burden on women that men don't understand. It, and if men had to go through it, the world would be much more, saying and, and and giving to women during their periods because men just don't understand what it's like.
2: Well, how would you understand it? It would be impossible well, if you weren't a woman to fully grasp what it is, you just couldn't... like a woman couldn't grasp having itchy balls. Yeah,
1: it's, it's true. But uh, uh, So George Takai, uh, he was in Star Trek 50 years ago, and I believe since then he did one dinner theater in the round and he's basically just a gay man. He does about, a lot of media stuff. <laughs> he does a lot of media stuff. He does voice. His voice is used. He's in He's trying of to
2: become the king of all gays.
1: Yeah, it's a weird. He's got to be like in his 60s now or 70s. He had this some things like in the past where he would just hook up with young hot models, and but he hasn't really appeared in anything substantial since Star Trek, uh, fifty plus years, fifty I mean, years. He's kind
2: of. I don't. What was his character's name on Star Trek? Sulu. Okay, I feel like he's kind of typecast. I mean, he talks like an alien. Yeah, he talks it's, like, it's like an not alien. Not like he can be the fucking normal grandpa. No, movie. no,
1: and he did like a fucking Cannonball Run or something like that, where he kind of played himself. Right. Uh, but but he could do theater, I guess. Or I guess he's done some theater where people don't give a shit about that stuff. But basically, he just seems to be a guy who wears like a fucking bathrobe and <laughs> and is like an older. Older gay gentleman who drinks cocktails and makes pronouncements about things. I
2: mean, I bet you he's kind of fun. I'd hang with him probably, but he does seem like a bit pretentious. He's and, a bit
1: pretentious. Yeah, um, but he's know. he's a latest guy. To, so these memes go around again. I don't care if women want to have their clatch online and talk about how men don't understand periods and if this whole thing about how like if men had to have menstrual cycles that there would be a national holiday where guys would get off one week a month to deal with their their periods from work and it would no longer be made fun of, and, and, and it would be like, sympath- everyone the whole world would be sympathetic to the process because men finally had to go through this experience. And Takai is the latest guy in Hollywood, either beta males or gay dudes, I guess, who were like Me Too-ing the, the women's sentiment that men, if men had to go through this, they would be, they'd be far more sympathetic to the plight of women.
2: Yeah, because men are such huge pussies compared to women. I yes. guess that's the subtext I'm getting, because yes. that's ridiculous. Well, there's
1: two subtexts. One is that men don't give a shit about women's suffering. Two that women suffer more than men, and three that men can't handle suffering. Those are all kind of baked into this this idea that uh, the female. By the way, all I wanted to write back was like, by the way, isn't isn't gender a social construct? <laughs> so maybe a period is just a social construct. <laughs> I mean, this is the one like, when the, like, you pointed this out before. Like, men and women are completely equal and, and, and inseparable. Unless it's a women's rights victims issue, right. then you then it's only for it's only for women. <laughs> Yeah, I
2: mean, there's a hundred ways to sort of point out how retarded this is. I would say the fact that 92% of workplace accidents are guys getting killed on power lines and felling trees and yes. burned in fires and shit. So it does seem like they, by choice or by nature or opportunity, have harder jobs. And they miss less work yes. than women, statistically. Yes. That's the government's own statistics. So
1: women have to go What the fuck are we talking about? Women it was, it's you're pointing out a thing that women have, which is a menstrual cycle, because men can't have it, despite what the Yaneve uh Jessica Yaniv might think <laughs> would be waiting for her period. Do you ever see that South Park episode where uh Mr. <laughs> Mr. What's his name, the teacher <laughs> yeah, yeah, becomes yeah. a woman and he's waiting for his period, doesn't get his period. <laughs> so he announces he's pregnant. <laughs> That's <laughs> so funny. I love That's that one. one yeah. Uh but but uh, so they point out something that only women can have. Obviously, men will never know it's either pregnancy. Nursing the, the plight of public nursing, where they're being driven into the public toilets to have to nurse their babies, uh, uh, reproduction. As I'm shaming them yeah. actively, <laughs> yes, they actually, Do you remember that ad? They had one. It was like three years ago. I wrote about this, and it was showed a public like bus station toilet. And like point out like all the dirt and, and this is where women have to nurse their babies like in public restroom toilets, <laughs> men's toilets for some reason. Like yeah, like I can see Alyssa Milano is being driven into the fucking Union Station <laughs> fucking Greyhound stop bathroom to nurse her child. Yeah, like and, and they're being badgered by. Ever heard of a fucking coffee shop booth? I've Jesus seen Christ. a woman uh, actually chastise another woman for nursing in public. It's always another woman. Yeah, men don't give a shit. Men either don't give a shit or would never say anything. Um, but, but this whole idea, so they picked out some, this reproductive cycle thing that only women have and then talked about how this is difficult because men can't respond to this obviously and then the whole notion is that like this is another of these, you know, again, this is not something black women would ever complain about but something that, you know, upscale white women complain about, the nursing or the fucking menstrual cycle, stuff like that. Yeah, women have to go through that and, uh, and, and or give birth, push a baby through their, vagi- their vagina which is not comfortable and men don't have to they don't under, they don't understand and if they did they would be much more caring and you know they can never go through what women can do and then okay fine i get that women talk that way to each other it's like men to talk about women but then when the dudes start like seconding it and passing it on as if this is like some basis in like reality that men are pussies don't they they, they would skip work if they were ever sick which i've never seen a guy do i've seen fucking Guys in their deathbed at work because they can't they either can't miss work or they need to get paid or they're worried about you know their boss or whatever it is. Uh, They don't get sick. Guys don't take fucking sick days. You can look at the stats. Probably I'm sure guys take a lot less sick days. Yes. Um, So there's no evidence for the actually upshot of this, which is that men are pussies and women are much tougher than men. That if men had uh, had to bleed out once a month and have cramps, that the whole world would go to shit and men would fucking rewrite all the laws and be much nicer (laughs) to women.
2: Yeah. I'd also like to point out that it's gross And uh, not a topic that I would really You know, if I go out to lunch with a chick I really don't need to hear about it She doesn't need to know I just, you know Woke up and beat off five times Like, there's just certain things Like, And and I do think it's part of that millennial thing Like, I remember I was dating this um, Russian girl And, you know, she kind of had a Acts, you know, I don't know. She had a period, but like it wasn't, the sheets got all fucked up. And uh, I was like, <laughs> you know, I wasn't sh- shaming her. I was like, hey, don't, you know, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. And she was like, I know it's not. And I was <laughs> like, wait, what? I would kind of be a little bit uh, embarrassed <laughs> personally. But, uh, you know, like, aren't there things that we don't like? I don't Dude, if I, need you know, to know about. All your the thing, period? First,
1: first thing I thought about was if guys had periods, when they were alone with other guys, a they would talk about it all the time, and, and would it wouldn't be in a bitchy way because guys would fucking make fun of each other if, if they bitched about their fucking having periods. Yeah, there'd be blood fights. Yep, Guys would fucking piss blood on each other just to like fucking dude, what are you doing? Like just get drunk and fucking pee blood on each other. Yeah, I could see that or yeah. on the walls, write shit on the walls. Sure. Definitely. And they would uh, they fucking laugh about it, and then in front of women they would never talk about it.
2: Well, so yeah. So, why, who, a,
1: what kind of dude is going to tell a woman I just was bleeding out of my dick? It's a that's
2: biological hardship. I'm, I'm trying to think. I guess there is no male equivalent. But you remember when you were like, um, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen? And you were super horny, couldn't figure out how to get laid. Yes, that's probably worse than a period.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's like I went. It's like not a guy would say, "I wish I, had, I could have a period," and they would fucking. It sounds like a pain in the ass generally. It's something you get used to. I don't know. You have anyone who has like a ongoing, you know, health issue or disability or back pain or things like that deal with shit that occurs regularly and you just sort of get used to it after a while. And I assume for women, it's like, first of all, you want to have your period because then you're not pregnant. So that's, that's a good sign. That's the other thing I thought guys would do. The minute a guy got his period, he'd be like, oh, fuck, thank God I'm not pregnant. Right. <laughs> that's the first thing a guy would think. It's like, fuck yeah. I'm like, I'm not pregnant.
2: <laughs> well, if we do think about it biologically, I just realized. So, uh, what what percentage of uh, heart disease and high blood pressure are uh, deaths and illnesses are men? Probably a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, guys go through their own I go mean, through many I, more like uh, later, especially later in life strokes, medical medical condi- medical conditions. I've never
2: heard a guy complain about the plight of male heart disease.
1: Now, now, you don't even hear guys complaining about prostate cancer. No. Uh even though everyone's going to get it eventually. Um or other other stuff. I mean, there's just the whole idea like when they said like the whole thing about how like Viagra was at some point was on Medicare or what it was covered by Medicare or something. That was like a thing 10 years ago. And it was like and then but there was no well there was no female equivalent. You think like guys would like go like, "Hey, there's this pill that will make women who were older really horny." Let's not fund it. Like, of course they would fund it. <laughs> of course they would fund it in a second. If it was like, if sixty-year-old dudes were in charge and it made like fucking fifty-year-old women horny, of yeah. course they would fund it. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. A good you know. Point. And why does a woman want the guy to have a soft dick anyhow? Like, I don't understand. Like, what to what benefit to the woman is it for the? dudes in their peer group to have soft dicks. I, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So what are they really com- what are they really complaining about? This is just like I said, I don't care if women complain about female issues. Guys get together and complain about fucking dude shit, I guess, at some point. But like when the guy this is something we've seen, like when the beta males, the me Too guys have to start joining in and like pretending that guys are soft and that if they had periods the world would fall apart. Women are so much braver than men simply by a biological function they have, or giving birth or having a nurse is like these Hero is—it's not heroic to have your period, okay? (laughs) It's just fucking not. It's not an accomplishment. It's not heroic, you know. A dude with like a dude or a woman like missing an arm who gets through life, well, that's that's an accomplishment, right? You know, missing a limb, some disability, real disability, having a period and shoving a tampon, you getting cramps once a month sucks, I'm sure, but it's not an accomplishment in and of itself. It's just a fucking biological function. Like if you had fucking. Irritable bowel syndrome in fucking shit. Yeah. Fucking shitting all the time. And
2: if we're talking about ability to withstand pain, pain tolerance, this seems to kind of boil down to what that is. John McCain. How, how, how long was he in the Viet Cong prison camp? His
1: arm broken over and over again? You
2: think uh, you think he would have lasted longer than uh, your average chick? Or uh, You think
1: John McCain couldn't handle a period? <laughs> 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 That's fucked up. What are you saying? Fucking John McCain can't have a menstrual cycle? And or how,
2: how about we... Um, you know, another way to test this is um, we get a UFC fight. Yeah. Man and a woman, they're both the same uh, weight, and uh, see who taps out first.
1: Yeah, oh, I see. Well, here's the guys are specifically known for hiding their pain, like not going to doctors when they're in pain. Yeah. So I don't know. This whole theory that men are pussies, uh, there are some guys you know who are hypochondriacs, of course. We yeah. all know them. But in general... The regular guys are fucking hi- will fucking hide their pain for years and years and not even go to the doctor as they're fucking hobbling <laughs> to get <guess, like>, somewhere. <laughs> Whereas women are big on going to the doctor and getting treatments or getting massage or yoga or fucking own nat- natural holistic medications and things and addressing their issues. Um, there, seems to be, there seems to be a lot of sanitary products for women in the stores. Very, very few for men. Very few products for men. for men. That's a good point. And they all have, by the way, uh, this is something I noticed years ago, that female products all have fucking lilies and flowers, and they're called like Daisy of the whatever, and the men's fucking like jockage thing, or something's called like (laughs) Crux, like assassination, (laughs) like kill. What do they all have? These hardcore, like violent war names to them, and there's only like one bottle in the whole store. Like go to fucking 7-Eleven. You're not going to find a fucking jockage powder.
2: Well, look at it, like, maybe this is going against the whole theory here but if you if you look at a women's uh sh- you know uh sh- skincare commercial you know it's a woman shaving her legs in the shower it yeah. <laughs> looks relatively painless and then the uh and the, the male commercial is a guy And the razor has like 12 blades. It looks like a medieval torture device, which I would never even (laughs) let near my face. But it's like, and they're trying to tell you how extreme it is. Like, you know, this will fuck up a fucking hair. Yeah, manly. And uh, yeah, so it seems as though. I think a
1: dudes. A Seems like guys are tougher. I'm yeah. There's also that <laughs> issue of like I don't know, hundred million people killed, men killed in war in the last century. Yeah. There's things that guys have to go through that women are actually.
2: Well, mean. don't make me bring up the lumberyard. I know. No, don't do no,
1: no lumberyard stories. <laughs> All right, Matt, that's our show for today. Uh, you got something you wish to pimp and promote?
2: Um, not really. MattRalston.net. Um, you're I doing
1: some. You're doing some interesting counter for writing on there. I do see. Another.
2: Po- uh, podcast soon so maybe i'll promote that yeah, yeah uh yeah i got i was interested in the nursing home uh culture. i think
1: i've i have noticed that your interest your uh social and community and political interests generally align with whoever you're having sex with
2: yeah that's <laughs> <funny>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like at some point you're gonna be like oh, this thing is going on in fucking madagascar dude it's like <laughs> are you fucking a madagascar and check my <laughs> chance like your whole your whole reframe of reference for social outrage is sort of based on who you're having sex with. It's so obvious. <laughs> it's just very. It's, you're, you're like you're, you're like I've never heard. I've been in L.A. for so many years. I've never heard a person outrage at like nursing care <laughs> facilities. <laughs> I'm like, oh, are you dating a chick from nursing care facility by any chance? Uh, well, to, to,
2: to most guys, like I'm a lawyer. I date a lawyer, a doctor. Yeah. Like I seem to have this bizarre. I got like. Well, you
1: stupid. can't date girls in your profession. No, obviously.
2: I'm not interested in that. But it's like it does seem to be kind of, uh, eclectic. Uh,
1: yeah. But, and then you like, wherever, like you learn, you learn, like I assume in small pillow talk, you learn shit and then it becomes like your social outrage. till like the next girl comes around. Yeah. So I don't take you too serious. I don't take you too serious. I think
2: only like a chick that is going to fuck me more than once and listen to my shit is probably fucking crazy. Yeah. So there's a, Kind of preponderance. Like your your right. out,
1: your latest outrage that like people in nursing homes can't get booze. <laughs> I don't see that as a bumper sticker. Like really, like I don't see Kamala Harris bringing that one up. Like as like her main point. I'm going to get booze in the nursing homes. That's really what I'm I'm focused. I'm focused on right now. It's a big it's a big issue to me. If she was fucking some dude from the uh, nursing home, she probably would. But
2: before you check your parents into a nursing home, I feel like it's only right to be like. Okay, there is a loaded gun in the dresser. Just, yes. just so you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. The ones, I, the ones I visited where I have visited relatives, they always booze up. So I'm not. They have cocktail hour at like at three in the afternoon. because huh. they want they want everyone to be asleep by seven. Right. So they they don't give them like five drinks, but they give them like one or two drinks. <laughs> Just so they're sleeping by but the
2: notion of another adult telling you how
1: much you can drink is insane. But yeah, yeah. well, they ba- it's an inf- they baby it. when it, towards the end of your life they baby they turn you into babies again. All right, on that notion, this is Lex for Matt. Last minute, talk to you next week. Just waking up in the morning, where am? I got this Disneyland ticket, oh that's right Must've had one hell of a night Think i party with Pooh Bear and Snow White I'ma figure this out on the Indiana Jones ride That's the longest wait I've ever seen for a lot All these rides have ridiculous wait times Except for Dumbo, alright It's all coming back to me The flashbacks of last night The rum and the churros did not quite sit right Looking for my buddy, he's nowhere in sight That fool drove me, this could take all night I Gotta stay focused, oh look, teacups Spinning in this car Like, I don't give a f. Man, this is
0: getting fast. I'm gonna try to hold it in, but I think I might just.